It's the Pikachu Project Project. Hello and welcome to the Pikachu Project Project, a spoiler-filled re-ranking of all 22 Pokemon movies. We are your two expert hosts. My name is Gigi. I have seen every episode of the Pokemon anime. I am Walix, a big Pikachu fan and a doctor and loving Pikachu more and more with every passing day. <laughs> with every passing movie. So, back in 2015, we watched all the Pikachu Project movies. Those are the ones that come out every year um, that are kind of in the anime style generally. We ranked them. We continued watching them as they came out. And right now, we have a lot of free time. We decided to go ahead and rewatch them in our rank order from worst to best and see if we want to make any changes to our list. Um, yeah, so you want to just get into it? Yeah, let's talk about the movies that we've ranked so far. All right. Let's look at our current rankings. So... I was also just thinking um, we could use, with my Pikachu fandom, we should use my elementary school photo of me as a small child with a Pikachu shirt as just the uh, image for this podcast. Should we? <laughs> no, we should not. Oh, it's really cute, though. Uh-huh. It's a really cute shirt. Er- you look very er- happy. Early evidence of my love of Pikachu. Yeah. I, one of these episodes, you should talk about all your uh, Pikachu... Uh, Plushes. Plushes. Yeah, maybe Off-brand Pikachu dolls (laughs) from the era of off-brand Pikachus. Yeah. Okay. So our list so far, we have at the very bottom, (laughs) in its own tier, Pokemon Ranger in the Temple of the Sea. One tier up from bottom to top, we have Pokemon the Movie 2000, The Power of One. Above that, we have... Genesect and The Legend Awakens. Thank you. Above that, we have Pokemon Heroes, Latios and Latias. Above that, we have... Hoopa and the Clash of Ages. Thank you. I, those are the two I could never remember. Above that, we have Pokemon what, the movie White, Victini, and Zekrom. Or Pokemon the movie Black, Victini, and Reshiram. They're the same movie. Then we move one tier up again. At the bottom of that tier, we have... The Rise of Darkrai, followed by Arceus and the Jewel of Life, for me. Those two are swapped for Alex's list. Above that, we have... Um, Curum versus the Sword of Justice. Yes, thank you. Um, above that, we have Diancie and the Cocoon of Destruction. Above that, we have... Giratina and the Sky Warrior. Thank you. <laughs> um, above that, we have... No, you missed one. Oh, no, you didn't miss one. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, you didn't miss one. Sorry. Uh, This list is getting too long. (laughs) Above that, we have our next tier. Um, We have, for me, Vulcanian and the Mechanical Marvel, followed by the 3D remake of Pokemon the First Movie, um, U2 Strikes Back Evolution. Um, Above that, we have Lucario and the Mystery of Mew. And above that, we have I Choose You, Pokemon the Movie 20, I Choose Uh You. For Alex's list in that tier at the bottom is the 3D Mewtwo remake, Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution. Above that, we have um, Volcanion and the Mechanical Marvel. Above that, we have Lucario and the Mystery of Mew. And then above that, we have Pokemon the Movie, I Choose You. Yeah. So there's still only a couple spots where our lists are different. Yeah. So um, the, in that tier, it's basically just the Mewtwo 3D and the Volcanion movie are yeah. flipped. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's get into it this f- into it for this week. First movie that we watched, I keep saying this week as if we do it weekly, but it's really just every few days. Yeah. Like three to four days. Um, first movie we watched was Pokemon Zoroark Master of Illusions. Bonus Piplup. 
Bonus Piplup. Yeah, we forgot there was another uh, fourth gen movie with Piplup in it. Yeah, because it has a trilogy of um, fourth gen movies, but then you get bonus Piplup. Yeah, with the Zoroark fifth gen preview movie. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's um, get into the plot. So <laughs> Zoroark and the, what's this movie called? Sorry. Zoroark, and Zoroark Master of Illusions. Zoroark Master of Illusions. Yeah. Uh, it basically um, starts off with Ash... Pikachu and Dawn and Piplup and Brock, yeah. who I keep forgetting is still there. Um, they're all in a Pokemon Center watching a match of Pokemon Bocker, which is like soccer with B-A. With a B. Yeah, yeah. with a B. <laughs> um, and in this Bocker match, some Elekid and Beldum and all of them are playing basically like more like Quidditch, yeah, really, because it's, a it's like floating, floating balls going floating into... Goals floating goals yeah and it's this really thrilling thing everybody in the pokemon center is so into this Bocker match um uh and apparently it's a really really big sport they're talking about how important it is when suddenly you see a mysterious man showing his team of Bocker players which include a raiko entei and a suicune and they do a really great job showing off their Bakker skills for a little bit before basically saying, come see the, I like think, a opening... exhibition kind of, like... I think it's, like, the opening showcase. match or, like, the exhibition... Something, something like that. ...of the Bakker championships at this city. Crown City. Crown City, right. And then um, uh, the TV goes off, and they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited to see the Bakker match. Mm-hmm. And then they all start heading out of the Pokemon Center, presumably towards the Bakker um, Crown yeah. City. Meanwhile, you cut to that same mysterious man now on an airship. Well, you cut to a Zoroark who yeah. is in a, in a cage with a little baby Zorua in its fur. Um, and the cage opens. You see the Raikou Entei Suicune that you just saw with the mysterious man with the mm-hmm. white, yellow hair patch yeah. in front of his hair and yellow eyes. Um, and he basically commands uh zoroark to transform into raiko mm-hmm. um just to test its abilities yeah um and then they they kidnap the zorua basically using it as um uh, a threat saying we're gonna hurt we're gonna we're cap we've gotten your little baby zorua you have to do what we say or else we're gonna hurt this zorua yeah but unbeknownst to the zoroark the zorua escapes Right, and is now running through the ventilation shafts uh-huh. and manages to... Escape the ship. Yeah, escape the ship. And jump down from the ship and turn into a jump fluff on the way down mm-hmm. so it doesn't die. Uh, meanwhile, you sort of see this mysterious man whose name is revealed to be Kodai mm-hmm. and his assistant Rowena looking at a bunch of screens and going, yes, we will achieve our goals, which, you know, they kind of haven't touched on exactly what those are. Uh-huh. Um... So the Zorua falls off the plane, lands on some skip loom, turns into a skip loom, and manages to drift on down to the ground Mm -hmm. um, and safely land on the ground. However, it disturbs a bunch of uh, Vigoroth who start attacking it. Ash and friends happen to be nearby and uh, on their way to Crown City. And so they go and they say, hey, you shouldn't bully Pokemon or something. Yeah. Bullying is wrong. And so uh, Pikachu and Piplup both jump out to go um, save 
Zorua, but Piplup manages to trip, roll, and smack himself against a tree in such a way that confuses the Vigoroth so much that they just, they just walk leave. away. And um, so they, Ash and Don say, I'm glad we were able to do that without fighting. Yeah. The Zorua explains, uh, once everyone's like, whoa, it's telepathy. The Zorua explains <laughs> that um, it's trying to find his Mima, which are her, or it's Mima, their Mima, um, which is the Zoroark. Uh, so Ash, of course, says, of course, we're going to help you. So they, uh, so Zora transforms into Ash, and it's kind of funny. Um, and they start heading towards Crown City. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, <laughs> um, back in the ship, they have their um, their fake holographic image of Zoroa, so they can convince the Zoroark to go and uh, transform into Entei, Raiko, and Suicune to destroy this city. Um, or at least pretend to destroy pretend. the city using its illusions. Yes. Um, there's a lady who, right before this happens, sees a Celebi, mm-hmm. a real Celebi, um, yeah. flying through the city. And she's amazed because she said, Celebi's returned. Finally, after 20 years, Celebi's back. Mm-hmm. But now, everyone's evacuating because... Um, the the Zor- Zoroark lands in the city and starts making huge waves of, like, tidal waves and huge infernos seemingly appearing in the city, even though mm-hmm. all of it is actually an illusion. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's running from these infernos and feeling like they barely made it. Meanwhile, Kodai is editing footage um, from the news, which um, we later learned that he's actually a new um, media conglomerate, too. Yeah. A media, like, he's, He mogul. owns all the media, basically. Yeah. Um, and he's broadcasting um, that um, doctored images that make it look like the Raiko, supposed Raiko, Entei, and Suicune are um, destroying parts of the city, monuments and bus stops are getting melted by the Inferno. And in reality, they're all totally fine. Yeah. Oh, I think we also forgot to mention that he never actually had any of those Pokemon yes. at the start of the movie either. They were all part of his um, illusion orbs, which... Yeah. Um, he seems to be developing some kind of technology to simulate Zoroark's ability. Yeah. So everyone is evacuating the city, including Ash and friends. Um, and they run into someone who can tell that Zoroa is not a human because it has a tail. And so, um, and says, oh, whoa, that's a Zoroa. And Zoroa says, I have to find Mima and I can smell basically that she's in the city. So mm-hmm. the guy says, okay, I know a secret ent- entrance to the city. Um, I'm a reporter or something. Um, yeah. and his name is Carl, I yes. think. Um, and he, uh, he helps them back into the city and he tells them all about Kodai and how he's, you know, a media mogul and, um, you know, he, he made all of these successful business kind of strategies and so he's this super rich and powerful right. guy. And I think he knows that um, supposedly, um, supposedly Kodai can see the future. Yeah, there's um, like a rumor. And that's how he's able to know all of the business important things just before it happens. Yeah. Um, um, I think that the humans get separated from the Pokemon at some point. Um, they also join up with Celebi, um, and they're all searching for, for Zoroark, to get, Zoroark together. During all of this, Kodai has been wafting around the city on his little, uh, his like, little airship platform thing. Yeah, popular um, among villains And in he has series. been... He, ha- he has been trying to find a... He has been checking all of these countdown clocks because he uh-huh. had a vision. He can't see the future. He had a vision that there was going to be something called a time ripple um, near one of the countdown clocks, and he is trying to find it. So he's checking all of the countdown clocks. That's why he wanted to evacuate the city. 
Meanwhile, and he keeps saying the time ripple will be all mine. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, he has successfully fooled the city and so is trying to reclaim Zoroark, which he does actually very quickly and effectively using one of his goons. Uh Uh, Traps Zoroark in a cage and um, stuffs it back up in his, like, lair airplane thing. Yeah. Um. He also has a vision around this time that Ash and friends, who he does not recognize, but he sees in his future vision, that they will attempt to stop um, his plans. Yeah. And so says to his sidekick, as soon as the sidekick has his kind of henchman, as soon as yeah. the henchman has retrieved Zoroark, these kids will be a problem. I need you to find them and deal with them as well. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, meanwhile, back on the ship after he left, we saw Rowena say, oh God, he finally left. Now I can get some real work done. And we also later see her digging through his files, mm-hmm. um, looking for something. Eventually, at, at some point, um, Ash and friends all end up at the... Because the, the, the lady from the beginning is right. the mom of the guy who... No, no, no. Sorry, that's not wrong. The guy from the beginning, even though the mom and the ki- and the guy who they met up with have the same hair color. The guy from the beginning <laughs> is the um, dad of the guy who Ash and friends met up with, Carl. Yeah, so basically they meet Carl's dad. Carl meets... Up with his dad, and Ash and friends and meet with his dad, and this other lady who's also living with the dad or... Something, or something. friends or something. Yeah. Um, and they explain that 20 years ago, nobody knows why, but all of the greenery in Crown City and the surrounding area died, and Celebi stopped returning to the city. Celebi had been the... Uh, the protector. S- protector of the city. Mm-hmm. They, also, they also know for sure now that the footage is doctored because they saw the Celebi statue... And the Ente Raiko and Suicune statue, Ente Raiko and Suicune, also known protectors of this particular city. Um, and they, that in the news had been destroyed or stuff around them had been destroyed and they were totally fine. So they know for sure now that the footage is being doctored. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> and basically, I think that they, what do they decide that they need to do? They're kind of still looking for Zoroark at this point, I think. Yeah, the, the, main, um, the main thing that they're doing is... Uh, is to try to f- try to find Zoroark. Uh-huh. So Ash and friends um, rush out, continuing to look for Zoroark, while Kodai is looking for the time ripple, and the henchman catches up to yeah. um, Ash and friends. And with some struggle, some trickery, manages to box all of them up and yeah. ship them all up to the airship, basically, yeah. or lair. I don't know. Where so it... back at the airship, uh-huh. we see what the airship, by the way, is parked on the water. It's like a seaplane airship. Uh-huh. Um we see the box be delivered. Rowena says, huh, what's that? That was not expected. She goes out there. She opens the box. And she's like, hi, I'm uh, Kodai's assistant. And the guy, Carl, that they're with is like, yeah, right. And she lets down her hair and she reveals, actually, I'm an undercover uh, reporter. reporter as well. I'm trying, uh-huh. I know that there's something sketchy going on with Kodai. So I'm trying to find out what's happening. So she lets them free. Yeah, and I think that she was ma- able to dig up what Kodai's goal is yes. and lets the um lets Ash and friends know that he's looking for the time ripple. Yeah. So they so they go back down I think to try to find Pikachu and Piplup and Celebi and Zorua. Um, mm-hmm. and they're going through the canals and she explains to them <laughs> that uh, Kodai can see the future and that he has some sort of power or something from the uh right that he he got power yeah she tells them basically the whole story right um i don't think they're aware of what happens when he uses the time ripple 
but they know that he needs the time ripple to get his future power. She knows that. Okay. Um, and so she explains to them his power has been waning over the years. Yes. And he needs to find another another time ripple in order to be able to continue seeing the future. Yeah. Um, also, meanwhile, uh, I think Zoroark at some point escapes from the cage. Um, uh, does that happen yet? That happens when... A lot of things are happening simultaneously yeah. in this movie. Um, and another Ente, a real Ente Raikun Suikun, who are the protectors of the city and also all shinies, um, uh-huh. come because they can tell the city is under attack, that something bad is happening in the city. At this point, though, Zoroark has escaped and is trying to find Zorua mm-hmm. um, and is back in the city. And Ente Raikun Suikun get confused and think that Zoroark mm-hmm. is the one attacking the city and so start attacking Zoroark. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I think at, I'm trying to remember at some point, um, Kodai and Ash and friends get into a kind of like a minor skirmish initially on around at, like one no, of the time Co- ripples. Kodai, Kodai, at, Kodai, Pikachu, and Piplup get and Celebi get into a skirmish. Oh, yeah. Because he finds them, I think they encounter, and he's looking for Celebi because you know Celebi creates the right, time ripple. And Pikachu and Piplup are trying to defend Zorua. so aggressively, and Zoro is there too, and they're all. I think Zoro at one point bites it, bites him, and yeah. attacks him. Oh, I remember um, now because Kodai looked through all of the time, um, cl- little clocks that the um, the countdown clocks. Uh, he finds all of the countdown clocks, but cannot find the time ripple. Yeah, so he needs then to find Celebi. He found it. He's had a vision that um, Celebi will give him a vision yeah. <laughs> to find the actual time ripple. Yeah. So he goes after yes. Celebi, Correct. who is with the other Pokemon. Um, yeah. He has a vision of choking Celebi. Yeah. Goes so, ahead. He, so he chokes Celebi. <laughs> and he does have a vision uh-huh. of the final countdown the final clock, countdown which he clock. finds. Yes. Um, is. And, and it's it's in the stadium, the Bakker Stadium. Yeah, but he's and, still not sure where it is because he has to overhear that from Ash and Friends before he does. Yeah, he's not totally sure. Um, but uh, but Ash and Friends know eventually find out that it's at the Bakker Stadium because mm-hmm. the dad of Carl was the one who built the countdown clocks. Right. And so he tells them because Rowena says, um, like, he's looked at all the countdown clocks I can see on my little tracker thing because she still has the ability to track him because mm-hmm. he doesn't know yet that she has is a reporter. Um, and it says that he's checked all the countdown clocks and the dad says, actually, there's one more. It's in the stadium. Right. Unfortunately, Kodai has had a little helicopter drone following um, them yes. around and overhears and finds out exactly where the time ripple is now Yeah. Um, by hearing um, Carl's yeah. dad. And now they're all rushing, both of them trying to get to the time ripple before yeah. the other. And Zoroark is still trying to, um, trying to. I think there's a moment where they convince Suikun, Raikou, and Entei. I think the, the dad and his friend convince yeah. them that Zoroark is not the enemy, as well yeah. as the animal friends that live in the town, yeah. um, that live in the city. Um, and so now Zoroark is trying to, is tracking Zoro at the same time. Yeah. As they're all running to the Bakker clock. Yeah. So, um, the Kodai takes off by car, Ash and friends take off by tunnel. Um, they're racing towards the countdown clock. They all come out of a manhole cover and are all outside the stadium. Dawn tries to slow down Kodai, um, while Ash, um, Celebi, Pikachu, Zorua run on ahead. Um, manages- Ash says, Ash releases Celebi and yeah. says, fly away, Celebi, and Celebi flies away. So Kodai follows Celebi. Turns out that Celebi was a Zorua. Yeah. And Zorua bites him on the arm again. Yeah. Bites him on the wrist. 
<laughs> yeah, importantly. <laughs> um, and now, thanks to all of the diversion tactics, Ash actually does kind of manage to get to the countdown clock first. Um, he takes out Celebi, who was hiding in his backpack because uh-huh. Celebi was wounded in the earlier skirmish. Because they need to get Celebi back through the time ripple so that it will close before Kodai can use it. Right, because it was revealed during the skirmish earlier that I think Kodai says, yeah. or somebody, they find out one way or the other, yeah. that the reason for all of the plants and everything dying 20 years ago was because Kodai used the time ripple to for his own power. Um, he basically had this machine that sucked the power, the time power out of the time ripple 20 years ago to give him the power to see the future. That's how he became so rich and powerful. Mm-hmm. At the um, expense of all of the life in the city. Yeah, dying. So mm-hmm. now they're saying if he does that again, all the life in the city is going to die again. Mm-hmm. And so Ash finally makes it to the countdown clock just before Kodai when suddenly his Ms. Magius comes up from behind, does a psychic and traps Ash and uh, Pikachu. And now... In midair. Yeah. And Celebi. Yeah. Um, and now Kodai says, haha, checkmate, and walks up... <laughs> like, he didn't say that exactly, yeah. but basically that. Walks up to the uh, time ripple and says, I did it. And he... I think earlier he also fights um, the Zoro arc, yeah. which has made it there in the woods. Anyway, and he sticks his little metal arm... I don't think he fights the Zoro arc. I don't I think, think they know he, it's around. I think Zoro arc got badly wounded just before this, though, because... Um, yeah, maybe. that was Zoroark's uh, final fu to. Yeah, maybe. Um, anyway, so he so he sticks his arm thing into the time ripple. He sucks the power out. You see everything start to die around him. There's smoke billowing, and he's laughing. Ha 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 ha! I did it! And then you cut to Zoroark, and Zoroark gives a little smirk, and everything reverses, and it's back to the way it was. And the time ripple is farther away from Kodai than uh-huh. he thought it was. And he's like, what? But Because he, he had this illusion canceler wrist thing. But when Zoroa bit his wrist, it broke the illusion canceler. Uh-huh. So uh, Kodai was fooled by this illusion. And that gave everybody just enough time to... I think they actually attack um, Kodai and kind of like um, make him Yeah, everyone back. else shows up just on time and starts attacking him. He's also attacking Zoroark with rage. Mm-hmm. Um um, choking out Zoroa yeah. here and there, and, and they, yeah, and they, threatening, and yeah, yeah, with with the Zoroa, and I think Zoroa eventually like re- escapes and gets mm-hmm. to be reunited with Zoroark. Yeah, um, and they all manage to get to the time ripple before him. And they send Celebi back through it. Oh, I guess another thing of note though is, um, well, actually, I'll just get to yeah. that afterwards. Actually, no, 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 yeah, so. Right before they do that, though, um, Carl and everybody comes out of the woods, and they were just videotaping um, Kodai's oh, yeah. moment of victory. Because Ash was because Ash was asking him like, "Don't you care about all the plants and flowers and stuff?" And Kodai does a classic. Uh, I always think of the end of Monsters Inc. when they're yeah. recording him, and he says, "I'll kidnap a thousand thousand children before I let this company die." It's like at that moment they come uh-huh. out and they're like, "We recorded the whole thing, and now everybody know. Now everyone will know like the truth about you." Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, then they send Celebi back through the time ripple. Mm-hmm. Um, Kodai knows it's over, so he tries to run away into the Bakker Stadium. And um, Zoroark tricks him one more time. And gives him, like, a false platform, and then he just, like, stumbles face first into the... And he, like, falls in the middle uh, of the stadium. Bakker Stadium and kind of, like, gets conked out for a little yeah. while. <laughs> and so everybody kind of comes together, but Zoroark's hurt because of what happened just previously. Uh-huh. Um, then Celebi goes into the time ripple, gets extra power, life extra power. Extra time power. Um, and then comes back out and brings Zoroark back to life. And uh, yeah. Zoroark's okay. Yeah. Um, 
And then they all basically walk over to the Bakker Stadium and are just staring at Kodai as he wakes up. <laughs> Judgmentally, the next morning, with Officer Jenny. Sorry, uh, that was a big burp. And that next morning, they've already put together Carl's footage and are broadcasting in the Bakker Stadium to his face and everywhere else in the city the recording of Kodai saying, I would, you know, kill all of the animal, you know, all of the life and uh, plants in this city to get all of this future power that I've been using to become a successful businessman for all of these years. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so yeah, that's pretty much he it. He gets arrested. He's busted and everybody kind of like splits up. From and there. as usual, Team Rocket was there too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So where are we ranked it the first time? Um, I ranked this movie. This was the seventh movie on my original list it was right in the middle of my second tier um above i choose you um i think i i think i don't know it's hard to remember the experience of watching this the first time this is one of the ones that i don't remember so much yeah um i don't know (laughs) i don't know that i have much to say what about you i remember that we were both blown away by the um reversal scene where it looks Mm. like kodai is about to win and it's really brilliant because Kodai says the entire movie, I know I'm going to win in the end because I saw myself winning in a vision. Yeah. But that vision was an illusion. It, he was actually seeing the Zoroark's illusion yeah. of him winning. So that's a great plot twist because we're all wondering throughout the movie, you know, yeah. how is it, like, is his vision wrong or does he actually win? Turns out it was an illusion. I remember us both being blown away by that moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that must have boosted it up a lot for you. Yeah. And not as much for me. It was about, like, 10th place for me. Mm-hmm. When I came away with it was, I remember there being a lot of the movie, people chasing Zorua or Zoroark and people chasing each other around. And the ending was great. Like, so yeah. I didn't really think, like, that highly about it. Yeah. But I thought it was one of the most creative um, endings in a Pokemon movie. Yeah. So, our experience watching it again, I obviously didn't remember anything about this movie going (laughs) into it, and I was very curious as to why it was so high um, in my list. And honestly, I was, again, like, blown away by a lot of it. It was great that I didn't remember it, because a lot of the kind of twists and turns, especially that ending with Zoroark, kind of got to hit me again, like, whoa. Especially because as you're watching, you're thinking, he succeeded. Mm -hmm. Like, he saw he was going to succeed, and he succeeded. Yeah. Because you have no idea what's what's actually going on um so it's a great kind of pokemon movie moment that you don't usually get um where there's a moment of success for the villain the the other thing that really came across for me this time and maybe this is like a sign of the times or something but um having the villain be someone who has unfairly gained a large amount of wealth and power Uh um and who has uh, control over the media (laughs) um and is spreading fake news um kind of like hits hits home and is genuinely scary in a way a Pokemon villain is yeah. usually not. Um, so I thought that that was kind of kind of cool to have someone who I feel like could be a real person aside from his mm-hmm. hair. Um, <laughs> his hair is ridiculous. Apparently has naturally always had a giant yellow patch like a star in the front. Even though the rest <laughs> of his hair is purple and his eyes are yellow. So I don't know about that. But <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, what about you? I thought the movie was really good. I think that what I previously thought of the movie, which was that a bunch of people chasing each other around and then the ending was great, is a huge, uh, like, um, not giving enough credit for the rest of the movie, which is this really thrilling race against time. I think that um, 
Zorua and Zoroark and Carl and his family are not necessarily the most like thrilling characters that we've ever met in a Pokemon movie. Yeah, but I'll agree with that. Um, I will say that the pacing is wonderful, and maybe best of all, Kodai, the easily the best villain in any Pokemon movie, in my opinion, um, for the reason that he has a legitimately terrifying and threatening power. And that power is not, I have a big airship or I have strong Pokemon. It is, I can see the future where you've already lost. Yeah. You know? And I've already used that power to, you know, yeah, to, it's, take, to take power in the real world. Yeah, like it's worked for him before. Mm-hmm. It continues to work for him. He seems on a victory course for victory. So it's like, you know, even watching a Pokemon movie, you're like, how are they going to get out of this one? I think another thing I remember, I remember you saying, though, is that you can see him kind of grow desperate towards the end, yeah. which was another thing you liked, right? Right, yeah. He doesn't have this snooty, like, oh, you are all pawns in my game. I'm going to defeat you sort of a... Uh, um, attitude that all of the other villains have when those, all of those villains are obviously going to lose. You sounded this... like a Yu-Gi-Oh villain. <laughs> yeah, like, so, like, <laughs> those villains are obviously going to lose, and yet they have this snooty attitude, and they go, oh my gosh, surprise Pikachu face when they do lose. <laughs> um, whereas um, Kodai is not only, like, really threatening, but you see him legitimately fearing failure as they mm-hmm. both race towards the time ripple, and you know that this man is ruthless and desperate. He's killed all of the life in the city before, and he's happy to do it again. He chokes Celebi. Yeah, he he, sees he like a... throws Zorua across the across the place. Yeah. he's like very physically brutal, also in some scenes. Yeah, he uses Zorua as a human Zoroan shield against yeah. his own mother, basically, or yeah. um, or not mother, but like adopted mother. A- adoptive mother. Um, you know, this is a desperate man. You know that. He has everything to lose, and you've seen this kind of man before in real life, maybe, or like you know, in other uh, media. Mm-hmm. And um, he comes across as legitimately like desperate, like backed up against a wall, kind of like a scary person. And it's very, very satisfying to see Ash and friends not lose faith against this kind of villain, and then really do like take him down in a very satisfying and creative way when Zoroark does the big illusion, saying your future mm-hmm. power versus my illusion power, and then uh, having him in the stadium where not only is he defeated in the sense that he didn't get to the time ripple, but everything that he's, you know, all of his ill-gotten gains from the past 20 years are brought to light and everybody, you know, yeah. takes him down. It's very thorough, very satisfying. Yeah, and I think I think another thing about this movie is that uh, I think especially after watching a lot of Pokemon movies where questions were brought up and never answered or never addressed or never seemed to be taken seriously – this movie wraps everything up in a really nice way. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of all, I would say all of my questions that came up were eventually addressed. And I think the way that they kind of unravel the thread slowly mm-hmm. is really interesting. Because um, again, at the beginning of the movie, you're like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Um, but in an intentional way, which is very different from yeah. I don't know what's happening, but you're supposed to understand what's happening in yeah. quotes. Um Especially using Zorua as kind of an in, where all we really care about at the beginning is this Zorua has been separated from its mother. Its mother is, you know, being basically blackmailed into doing something that it mm-hmm. doesn't want to. We want to reconnect the Zorua with its mother. This guy is apparently evacuate, pretending to evacuate the city for some... Like, you have no idea what is going yeah. on at the beginning. Um, but everything that kind of shows up in the beginning there, like, connects in, in the end. 
Um, yeah, you're in always a really wondering, nice way. like, what's this guy's end game? Like, what's he after? And all of the characters, like, what's he after? And they find out one after the other, like, the mysteries unraveled one after the other, and it all makes perfect sense. Yeah. I think it's I think it's also nice to see uh, Ash and Friends being helped by some trusted adults, <laughs> um, which is not always the case in this in, in these movies. Um, I would, Carl's, Carl and uh, Rowena and the parents and stuff are all adults who like, you know, help them out, give them useful information. Um, you know, there's reporters. It's a good movie about how important investigative reporting is, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know. Uh, so I don't know. It just it just wraps everything up in a really nice way. And it's kind of it's it's a lot more intriguing, I think. Um, yeah. Than the average it's the amb- average Pokemon movie. It's very ambitious and it lands it. Um, it's also great to see Pikachu and Piplup do some uh, do some stuff oh, on their yeah. own. There's this very cute scene. I can't remember exactly what part of the movie it's at, but um, Pikachu and Piplup and Zoroa have you know are running into the forest Pokemon. Oh, I think the forest Pokemon aren't trusting Zoroa because Zoroa's mad at at Kodai because Zoroark keeps telling them at the beginning Kodai's the bad guy yeah. everyone's saying my Zoroark is bad but Kodai's the bad guy because he's trying to convince the city yeah. that Zoroark is attacking their city um, but uh, so he attacks a, out of like anger Zoroa attacks like a screen so the woodland mm-hmm. animals think that Zoroa's a threat they're kind of running through the forest and all the woodland animals are attack like want to attack Zoroa to defend their land. Pikachu and Pipla both step up trying to trying to say Pika, Pika, Pipla, Pipla. Like, Come on, for like, shame. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> but they're all about to fight, and then Selby comes out and just twirls around happily and gives everyone berries, and they're all like, okay, everything's great. Yeah. And it's really cute. <laughs> Celebi is really good in this movie. Celebi, yeah. you know, makes a wonderful, like, kind of, like, life bed. It's really great the way that Celebi is characterized by um, the humans, the not the lady that we don't know what her relation is. Yeah. Saying Celebi's return, Celebi's a guardian. You really feel that way. You see how Celebi is both a extremely powerful and benevolent spirit who is also very vulnerable um, to any physical harm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it really does a good job of having all the Pokemon really have a good time in the spotlight. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have, Do you have anything else to say? No, it's great. Okay, so re-ranking this movie, um, I ended up putting it just below Lucario and the Mystery of Mew. Um, again, really intriguing, really interesting plot. Uh, but again, at this point, we're kind of looking for that je ne sais quoi. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Lucario, I Choose You both have a little more of that je ne sais quoi <laughs> than this movie does. Um, I think the fact that I literally remembered nothing about it after five years, yeah. and I did remember stuff about those other two movies for sure, um, kind of says something mm-hmm. um, about about that part of it. I mean, I'm grateful that I forgot it because I kind of kind of got to see the plot be unraveled again, which is the, I think the real good experience of watching this movie. Um, this isn't a movie I would necessarily rewatch over and over because I think part of the experience is kind of seeing everything unravel and then be tied up really nicely at the end. Yeah. Um, but it, it really is up there. Uh, great villain again, like Alex said, like amongst, if not the like best, most interesting villain we've seen so far. Um, about the competition. In a Pokemon movie. Mewtwo. 
various airship people. <laughs> I know. Everyone's got an airship. Also, the airship is not in the movie for very long. Yeah. It's kind of at the beginning, and then they park the airship. And then they have some cool, weird boat cars, because this Crown City has canals. Yeah. So there's a lot of, like, driving onto the street from the water and, like, driving yeah. into the into the water and, like, becoming a boat and stuff. But that stuff is, like, fine. Yeah. Um, the airship just kind of sits parked most of the movie, so that helps. Not an airship movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's where that ended up for me. Um, so for me, I put it just under the Vulcanian movie and above Mewtwo 3D. Um, I don't know that <laughs> Gigi's giving me a face right now. I don't know that, um, I think some people will disagree with me, maybe many people, <laughs> but I have to respect the fact that I am a voice yeah. and there are probably people like me. Yeah. And for me personally, I can't get behind this. I, I guess for me... Kodai kind of makes this movie for me and the Pokemon, but the rest of the characters are a little forgettable for me. Um, basically all of them. <laughs> um, yeah, like, um, and so for me, who, you know, watched the Volcanion movie, I have, you know, great memories of Team Rocket's involvement. I have great memories of a lot of the Pokemon there. Um, I love Volcanion's uh, characterization. It kind of just hit me in the gut, whereas, you know, um, this movie hits me in the brain or whatever, like <laughs> the intellectual satisfaction. It's kind of like an Arceus versus Darkrai thing again, where um, Vulcanian tells a much, much simpler story, uh, but it has a lot of moments that really stick out to me. Um, whereas all of the moments that stick out to me here are both just the satisfaction of watching it the first time or anything involving Kodai, frankly, <laughs> him getting like, you know, toppled him, uh -huh. you know, having these future visions, which are really funny for him to do. And like, you know, really good for the narrative tension, but you know, I, I have to go with things that affected me, um, in terms of characters and the plot more than the kind of like satisfaction of a really good mystery. It's, you know, I, I'll say that, you know, I, I'll happily say that to me, those movies are of comparable quality. Like I, I would go either way, really. I will say that if you want to talk about forgettable characters, I would bring up two blonde kids and eye patch <laughs> guy who wants a castle weapon for some reason from the Volcanion movie. Yeah. Um, but, you know, to each his own. Like, yeah, and I'll say that those guys don't take up that much screen time, whereas the Carl and everybody take up a lot of screen time. I don't know. But they move the plot forward. Yeah, but it's not all about plot. <laughs> anyway. <Whatever. laughs> so we have, these... we again, I think this is, again, a similar thing where it's yeah. like we, we just value. we Everyone's different. I think it's a, this is a very subjective list in a lot of ways. Um, the fact that we have so few differences is really amazing, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think this is a, one of those subjective what do I, Gigi, like watching versus what do you, Alex, like watching. Yeah, and it's not like it's dramatically different on Gigi's list. Yeah. It's like one movie apart, exactly, one or two movies yeah. apart. So yeah. it's you know up to you, and it's mostly important which tier they're in. Yeah, the tier. One thing that I keep coming back to is I think the tiers are a lot more important than the order of the movies in the tier. Yeah. Um, and I'm even thinking if we get towards the end, I might split up the tiers a little more, depending on how I feel looking back at it. But um, yeah. But yeah. Great yeah. movie. Yeah. All right. Really happy to have watched it again. So we'll move on to our second movie. Speaking of Celebi, um, we got to see both <laughs> Celebi movies in a row. 
The next movie we watched was Pokemon Forever, Celebi, The Voice of the Forest, a very popular and much commented on movie on Tumblr, as I discovered after we watched it. The Voice of the Forest, it. I didn't even know that that was the subtitle. Yeah. Sometimes called in Japan, Encounter Beyond Time, or A Timeless Encounter. Wow. Celebi, right. Forever. <laughs> forever. Celebi, R-A-T-E. So, <laughs> <laughs> let's get into the plot of this movie. Um... um it opens 40 years in the past. There's a young, a young man named Sam traveling through these mysterious woods. Um, a young woman meets, her, meets him and says, Hey, you better watch out. If you hear the, hear the voice of the forest, you better run because the voice of the forest will capture you and something bad will happen. Here's a loaf of bread. And he says, Thank you. I'll keep that in mind and walks through a very big tree tunnel thing. Um, elsewhere, we see Celebi being chased by a Pokemon hunter. Um, Celebi's running, running away. Eventually, Sam hears Celebi being chased and says, what's that? And goes to find out what's happening. And the Pokemon hunter says, I'm a Pokemon hunter. Um, and it's catching Pokemon in nets. So he grabs Celebi and he starts running, running, running away. Um, Celebi's kind of hurt and growing a little desperate. So eventually, they stop in front of this Shrine. No, 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 sorry, they don't. They stop in a random spot, uh-huh. and um, Celebi aggressively teleports them. Uh, now what there's is... a shrine there. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, to somewhere else, which is later discovered to be the future. Yeah, in the same 40 spot years where there's the now future. a shrine. Um, so then we cut to uh, the same poacher, who we can know it's the same poacher, because there's a photo of him uh-huh. on the wall. Um, but he's much older now, 40 years older, to be exact. Um, and there's another poacher who looks much more modern, saying, tell me, I know that you saw Celebi around here sometime. Tell me, tell me. And he's like, I'm still a Pokemon hunter. I'm not going to tell you, basically. Uh-huh. Um, and this guy, the Iron Masked Marauder, um, uh-huh. <laughs> comes out and says... In, like, intimidates him by saying... You, you know, will tell me after I show you this. Yeah. And he busts out one of his Pokeballs, which he says, this is a dark ball. And he breaks open some of the cages that the uh, older Pokemon hunter has uh-huh. kept Pokemon Specifically in. a Tyranitar. And then he catches the Tyranitar in his dark ball and then re-releases it, saying, it is now powered up to its maximum level and under my control. And now that Tyranitar is just destroying everything. And then the older hunter is like, ah, I'm terrified. I'll tell you everything. Yeah. And then we cut away. To Brock, Misty, and Ash. Ash is late for a boat. Brock and Misty are waiting at the boat, saying, it's about to leave. We have our little montage with the theme song. Yeah. Um... So they're in the Johto region now, kind of like yeah. halfway through, I think, in terms of the movies. Maybe, no, it's like er- an early Johto movie, second one, because the first one's Entei. Yeah. Um, and Brock sends out his Crobat to find Ash. Ash is in the middle of a Pokemon battle, wins it, then realizes that he's going to miss the boat and the montage. He runs, 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 and then eventually jumps and makes it onto the boat. Barely. Um, but being caught by this uh, helpful looking man who owns the boat, whose name is apparently Mr. White. Yeah. Um, brings them onto the boat and they start heading towards, uh, off, like down the river and, um, Mr. White. Oh, actually while they're on the boat, they look into the woods and they just see Suicune standing there yeah. <laughs> and they are like, Oh my God, what was that Pokemon? 
And then they stop on the next boat stop. Ash, Misty, and Brock are seen calling Professor Oak on a TV phone. And they say, we saw this Pokemon. And Professor Oak says, if it what you're saying is true, that may have been Suicune. Yeah. I think he shows them a picture of Suicune. And they're yeah. like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Ash says, have you ever seen a Suicune, Professor Oak? And Professor Oak says, yes, I did. One time. And they're like, wow, that's cool. Bye. Yeah. And they take off. And then... <laughs> and then we cut to Professor Oak back in his lab. And he says, I wonder if I should have told them. So... <laughs> they continue on the boat. And then Mr. White says, you all are Pokemon trainers, huh? You know, cool Pokemon down the river in that forest over there. Let me take you. And then they all head towards this forest where they meet up with... In a blimp. I think he turns the boat into a blimp. Oh, yeah. It does that. <laughs> At some point. Yeah. Um, they end up in Arborville, which if you've played the Ruby Sapphire games, is basically a four-tree city. Um, <laughs> it's just a bunch of tree houses. Um, and then they meet up with the same woman who met Sam in the start of the movie, but now she's 40 years older, along with a, his her granddaughter, who looks like she did when she was a, uh, a young person, too. Um, they they end up going to walk into the forest to see to look for Pokemon, and Ash runs into Sam with the Celebi, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, this child is hurt." I think they call him a kid, which is funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, this kid is hurt, and they bring uh they bring them back to uh, Arborville, and Sam kind of like is more awake and feeling better, and uh, the this old lady in this uh-huh. house comes down and looks at him and says oh my gosh you're the boy who disappeared 40 years ago and he's like what and she's like you like you've i'm sorry to tell you but you've been transported transported in time <laughs> 40 years into the future and she kind of explains that uh the voice of the forest you know transports transports people through time and she mm-hmm. says i kept your sketchbook your sketchbook was left behind and i kept it just in case you ever showed up again um and sure enough it's his sketchbook um Mm-hmm. And then they start to see, I guess, meanwhile, you're kind of seeing it cut away to Iron Mask Marauder, who is looking for Celebi. Um, he's stomping along in this spider mech. Um, I think Team Rocket noticed that, oh, that's the Iron Mask Marauder. He's and, a member of Team Rocket, apparently. Um, they go like, oh, let us be your servants, basically. And yeah, they kind of like, jump okay. on board. Yeah. Um, and then... What happens? Um, oh, they find... So Celebi ran away at some point because it was hurt. Sam and Ash go and find Celebi and uh, they end up getting oh, its yeah. trust. Gaining yeah. its trust. And so they go get Celebi to bring Celebi with them. Um, they're, they're heading back to the town, but the Iron Mask Marauder shows up with his Pokemon mm-hmm. and to grab Celebi and starts attacking them. Um uh, Sam brings out a very old Pokeball where you have to unscrew the top yeah. in order to let the Pokemon out. Um, and Sam and Ash fight with their Bayleaf and their Charmeleon. Mm-hmm. Fight the Pokemon. Um, but the Iron Mask Marauder has all sorts of dark Pokemon, uh, and they're very tough. And so I think they start running away, uh, if I recall. Yeah. Yeah, so they continue on. They get away, and they continue on in the forest. Um, Celebi was hurt, um, and they managed to bring they they bring Celebi to the Lake of Life. Yeah, they kind of just show up at the Lake of Life, and it and it gets in the water and recovers because the the lake water heals Celebi. Um, they play a lot. They hang out. They they're fly having a around fun with time. Celebi. 
Um, uh, they all eat berries. Yeah. Um, late, late one night, uh, Sam is showing Ash's sketchbook, and he's sketching Pikachu and Celebi together. Um, Ash says, oh, that's kind of like a Pokedex. And Sam is like, what's that? And he's like, it's this Pokedex thing. It's an index of Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> it's a ro- actually a Rolodex of Pokemon, oh if we really want to go for the probably the real origin of that term. Yeah. <laughs> um, they start talking about how, you know, about their life right now and sam is like man it really sucks that i can't go back to my time i guess i'm just stuck here in the future forever and ash says, um, i believe that you know we'll be able to get you they, or something they adventure through the forest because pikachu and celebi are out uh are out running around and they see a bunch of metapod evolve into butterfree it's beautiful they're all using silver wind or something it's all glittery and they're all flying away and ash and sam are up in a tree with their arms around each other watching the butterfree fly away and it's a beautiful scene um <laughs> the next morning they're continuing towards the village and they run into the iron mask marauder again and team rocket uh, team rocket's working with the mask marauder preventing them from escaping um and then despite their best efforts the iron mask marauder manages to catch celebi in a dark ball mm-hmm. and all of the forest pokemon are actually out too a bunch of woodland creatures come out trying to save Celebi, but then he busts Celebi out of the ball and says, you can save Celebi, but it's already too late. He's mm-hmm. under my, it's under my control now. And Celebi uses its newfound max level power to blast away all of the woodland animals who are just uh-huh. hurt and confused. Uh-huh. And then he's like, ha 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 ha. Show I will. me more of your power. Yeah. And Celebi whips up this storm and brings all this debris to create this big, giant twig monster, 3D twig monster, that Celebi is controlling from the inside. So it's like 10 stories high, and it absorbs Jesse, who is now dangling. She's tangled up in the middle of it. In the roots. And now this giant debris monster is, like, crashing through the woods and... And um, he reveals to Team Rocket at one point also that, you know, now that I have Celebi, I'm more powerful than Giovanni. I'm not going to give Celebi to him. My plan is to take over Team Rocket and then take over the world myself. So presumably the Iron Mask Marauder is just walking towards the forest so that he can get back to Giovanni. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, Ash and friends are flying along on the blimp and trying to keep up with the monster and stop Celebi. Celebi... Celebi attacks the blimp and the blimp crashes into the lake. Mm-hmm. The Lake um, of Life, I think. Yeah. Um, the. But basically... There's a big fight. They all fight, and then, and then Ash and... Um, Suicune shows up. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Importantly, Suicune shows up, who they have been told has the power to restore water. Very important. Purify, um, Purify yeah. water. And Celebi starts helping them out. Um, Celebi, and Suicune. Yeah, sorry, Suicune. So, so, so. Um, Suicune starts helping them out. The Iron Mask Marauder says, I'm going to catch Suicune too. And um, they have more fighting. Uh, and Suicune's helping out great, but eventually gets trapped in the twigs of the monster. Yeah. And the Marauder's like, this is what happens to anybody who defies me. Ha, 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 ha. And it's just electrocuting Brock's, Brock's Onyx is taking on the Tyranitar that he sent out. And meanwhile, Ash and Sam are fine. Are f- Climbing up the place, I think Jesse rescues them at some point, actually, yeah. briefly, and says, hey, you got to stop this guy. Um, they cl- they're climbing up to Celebi to tell Celebi, remember us? We were friends. Remember us? We're trying to help you. Celebi's struggling between remembering them and attacking and remembering them and attacking. And eventually they're they're holding 
holding Celebi, and eventually it recovers its memories, and it escapes the power of the Dark Ball. The Dark Ball shatters in the Masked Marauder's hands. Yeah, um, the Masked Marauder's, all of his other Dark Balls explode, too, releasing control of all of the other Pokemon, I think. And the big monster crumbles slowly into the lake. And he um, falls down into the woods somewhere. Yeah. Um, uh, Ash, Celebi flies Ash and Sam out um, with its psychic power. It starts to lose strength, though, and kind of shrivel up. And yeah, um, it kind of collapses at the edge of the lake. And they put Celebi back in the water to try to heal it, but it doesn't work. And it completely shrivels up, and they're all devastated. Ash is like, you can't die, uses the D yeah. word. And they're crying, and Sam is also crying and saying, like, you saved me. Like, like I can't believe you're going to die. And they're all crying a lot. But then Suicune comes, and it's like, hey, remember, I can purify water. So Suicune runs across the lake and does some magic purification. They put Celebi back in the lake, and Celebi is healed. Oh, no, 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 no. Still no. does not. Sorry. Yeah, still does not get healed. Still um, does not get healed. Yeah, they're super yes. devastated now that even Suicune can't um, make it happen. Yeah. When suddenly a brilliant golden light like appears a above the appears. <laughs> above the center of the lake, and about a million Celebes come out, and yeah, they all like dance around with their tiny. Yeah, okay, it's more than twenty. I yeah. feel like it's a lot of Celebes. Yeah. And they all dance around Celebi with their time power, and Celebi... And then use their life power to bring Celebi back to life. And then says, bye! Oh, well, and, and the then the old, older lady says, the, all these Celebi, they're the forest spirits of oh, the past sp- and future coming yeah. because they've heard the danger that Celebi is in. Yeah, and they fly away. And then Celebi completely heals, and... She says, Celebi looks like she's, he's re- it's ready to go back to the past, and it wants you to come along too, Sam. And so Sam says, oh my gosh, and then has kind of a tearful goodbye. a very sad goodbye with, with Ash. Ash. And then Celebi grabs onto Sam. And they and say, then... we're going to be friends forever. Maybe we'll meet each other someday. <laughs> and they fly back to the past. Uh-huh. And Celebi goes back to the past. Meanwhile, um, you see the Marauder in the woods going like oh man i can't believe i was defeated but then ash or like not ash but um the mr white and the old lady come up and say the forest folk have something to say to you and Uh they trap him in a string shot and then they all laugh because he's captured now (laughs) yeah um so later, we cut to Ash, Misty, and Brock calling Professor Oak again and saying, hey, we saw Suicune again, and we saw Celebi. And Ash looks really sad. Professor Oak says, like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And Ash says, well, I met a friend, and I don't think I'm ever going to see the friend again. And Professor Oak says, you know, I bet that you and Sammy will be friends forever. Don't worry about it. And Ash says, yeah, you're right. And then they go away, and, Ash, and Misty, <laughs> Misty says, says, hey, wait. We never told Professor Oak Sam's name. How did he know? And they're like, oh, yeah, you're right. And then the boat's late, or the boat's leaving, so they're like, oh, okay, we got to go get the boat. We're back at Oak's lab, and he's flipping through a sketchbook, his own sketchbook of, uh, and he has the sketch of Pikachu and Celebi in there. And he says, it's, all, it's almost as if it all happened yesterday. <sighs> and then uh, Jesse's really happy in the lake, and Team Rocket's really happy in the lake because it's very comfortable. Um, but then Tyron and Tara attacks them, yeah. and that's kind of how the movie ends. <laughs> um, and then later in the credits, we see Tracy find this Professor Oak sketchbook too because he loves sketching and <laughs> looking through it, being amazed. Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty much it. So we'll talk about where we ranked this before and why. <laughs> 
Um, I will go first <laughs> and say that I had this ranked. Uh, um, <laughs> I always forget how high up the list it is. It's the third movie on my list. Third place overall. Um, so I won't tell you what's around it, but uh, it was the third movie on my list. Um, I actually watched this movie a couple years before Alex and I started this because I was at home on Christmas break or Thanksgiving break or something and I was bored and I went on Netflix and they had a Pokemon movie called Pokemon Forever and I was like, I like Celebi. I played Pokemon Crystal. And so I watched it and I was like, whoa, what? That was Professor Oak? (laughs) This is crazy and has all sorts of implications. Oh my gosh. And so later I told Alex about this movie and I was like, dude, you'll probably never watch this movie. Mm -hmm. So I'll just tell you the spoiler ending, which is that Professor Oak is this kid, which means that Professor Oak met Ash as a kid and knew that he was going to have a Pikachu and knew that he was going to like meet Ash. Well, he knew that Ash existed, I guess. So then when he like met Ash as a kid, was he just like, oh my gosh, that's the kid that I met? Like, also, there's all sorts of Gen 2 Pokemon in this movie. And she was like, gushing about Suicune so cool. And I love and... Suicune and Celebi. So yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, like Suicune looks beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, you'll never watch this movie. I just wanted to tell you about how Professor uh-huh. Oak met Ash when he was a kid. Um, and then a couple years later, lo and behold, or like a year later, lo and behold, we ended up doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and so Alex had to watch this movie already knowing the spoiler yeah. ending. I had no idea we would ever end up doing this. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so, so it was shoot. really high up for me because I was very, I was very en- enchanted by this movie the first time I watched it, and I really enjoyed it the second time too. I guess so. Yeah. What about you? For me, I ranked it maybe like uh, four. Let's see, three, five, six, seven, eighth place overall. I remember at the time. It makes it feel less different, although it is a tear down for you. Well, I'm, it's in my first tier. Yeah, it's a tear down and eighth place overall. And I remember at the time thinking it probably deserves to be lower than this. I was being terribly generous with it, especially since it was like the fourth movie we watched. And then other movies were really good. And I decided to just shove a lot of them under Pokemon Forever because I was thinking, you know... Gigi likes it a lot, and I had it spoiled for me. I'm sure yeah. if I watched it without without knowing the spoiler, it would have been amazing. So I was try, trying to be really, like, you know, generous with it, because I didn't know how much knowing the spoiler ruined my experience. Yeah. The other thing I remember from watching it with you was being in awe at how bad... Because the, there's, like, a lot of 3D to 2D mix yeah. mixed up in this movie. Specifically, I remember us thinking how ugly and bad the twig monster looked. And not in, like, an intentional way. In, like, a, this is really bad 3D from 2000. Yeah. That's really not well integrated into this 2D space no. way. Um, that's the other major thing I remember from watching it the Which first is funny, because, like, the rest of the art looks really nice. Like, a yeah. lot of the scenes with um, It's Ash just fine, and, yeah. And so, like, it makes it even more jarring when this giant twig monster shows yeah. up. So what do we think this time? So watching it again, um, I want to say this is another one that I went in, just similar to I Choose You, saying, you know, Alex is probably right about this one. (laughs) It's probably not that good. Um, And this time, I was correct. (laughs) And Alex was also correct. Um, You got to be correct one time. I got to be correct one time. So we're evened out. Um, It's... It's fine. Like, it's not like, you know, don't get me wrong. This is not like a terrible movie. It's not like it leaves you with, like, a bunch of plot holes and, like, is confusing and has a bunch of extra stuff and, like, like a lot of the problems that you see very, very low on the list. Um, 
it's you know it has charming moments i think the friendship between ash and sam is very cute even though it's kind of weird later on when you know the truth about who sam is um you know the little butterfree scene um selby i think is sweet suicune i really like suicune so i always like seeing suicune um (laughs) (laughs) anything else that's good yeah i mean my overall kind of feeling about this movie this time it's like not a bad movie um it's not like it's not particularly good though it really doesn't have the je ne sais quoi it really doesn't have the like the um the tension like narrative tension or surprise or anything like that other than the spoiler at the end but that's kind of just like a big reveal at the end yeah really doesn't have to do with the actual journey you go on in the movie yeah frankly it doesn't really add to the movie itself in terms of the experience it just makes it really weird if anything yeah and vice versa like the 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 story of the movie and the experience of the actual plot of this Team Rocket guy trying to capture Celebi and then making a big twig monster has nothing to do with the reveal at the end of the movie either, so... Yeah, I feel like the suggestion with the title and everything is that, you know, Ash and Sam will be friends forever, and yeah. now you see that their friendship is forever, even yeah. as... Oak. But that's just weird, honestly. Yeah, like the way there's that, a lot of questions. Yeah, it's, like, up. more unsatisfying than it is, like, you know, heartfelt, I can't believe we get to be friends forever now, you know, sort of a way that it's almost... It's trying to be bittersweet or something, but it really comes across a little, like, weird. I think we both enjoyed the great pun in the song at the end. Celebrate. Celebrate. Pretty good credits. But overall, you know, even though it has a few good moments, I think... Uh, the all of the Selby's coming out is cute. Uh, I think Ash and Sam being so devastated at Selby's death is, you know, cute. Them and, using the D word in a Pokemon yeah. movie. Yeah, like it's kind of like, you know, not exactly moving, but it's something, you it's know? Something. And you, Yeah, I was just going to say, like, you don't come away from this movie feeling moved in any way. No. Um, and, you know, Ash and Sam are great together. Um, the But so much of the movie... You mean Ash and Professor O. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the butterfly scene is cute, and a lot of the kind of like old art is still very cute, mm-hmm. cute and nice and luscious. But like the majority of the screen time is spent on people, places, and events that you don't care about. Like you know, Mister White and the family is like you know like they're there to serve the plot, but otherwise like not like particularly thrilling characters. A lot of the time is spent with them doing Pokemon battles that aren't particularly entertaining or dynamic and watching this little mech monster go through the forest and then a big monster going through the forest. You're kind of like... Mr. White? Um, Mr. White's that guy who owns the boat blimp. Oh, um, right, right, right. Okay. I don't I, know I, that I couldn't that's... remember anyone's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, who is that? Right. So, yeah. like, you you see exactly. a bunch of uninteresting people, places, and events, like, yeah. <laughs> throughout the entire movie and you're sort of just waiting for something to happen. Yeah. So, it's not well-paced. It's not, like thrilling and it's not something that you're going to go home like yeah wildly thinking and about I, I do think that the real value of this movie is the canonical implications oh, yeah. <laughs> um and i think that you can get that just from as i did telling somebody that this is a canonical thing in pokemon yeah you don't have to watch the whole movie to get that it's, it's almost better if you don't watch the movie and somebody comes up to you and she's like you know ash actually met oak yeah. back when he was a child and, and maybe like watch some scenes on youtube yeah. or something yeah um it's almost like the more entertaining way to get this like silly information that Oak apparently knew about Johto Pokemon and Celebi and was withholding and all this information. There's a lot of time weird time stuff happening here too, like yeah. the Celebi's coming from the fa- past and future to come save themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and also like like 
Professor Oak seeing a Pokeball and a Pokedex yeah, 40 years ago like, and hypothetically inventing the Pokedex? Yeah, it's like a, a cause and effect loop or yeah. whatever um, um, because of the Pokedex being invented by its own inspiration. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, 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 yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Where do we I, don't think, I don't think I have anything else to say about it. Um, <laughs> so, this was a big leap for me, which was expected. Um, honestly, I didn't expect quite this big of a leap, though. Um, where did we rank it? Oh, there it is. Right. Because we called it Celebi and the Canon Implications, because that's really <laughs> what it is. Um, I ranked it down in the enjoyable enough tier, two tiers down from where it was, or you know, however many there end up being, um, right under Shaman, above the Diancy movie. Um, yep. And for me, it kind of ended up ranking about the same place that it was in my list before. Technically, I guess a tier down. Um, but in terms of the movies that are above it, kind of similar. The only movie that kind of leapfrogged it, I think this time, was the Shaman movie, which we grossly underappreciated the first time around, I think. Yeah. And Mewtwo 3D, but I never want to talk about that movie, so. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so it's a big leap for me, smaller leap for you, but still a leap. Yeah, interesting to watch two Celebi movies back to back. And I think yeah. the, I don't know, the Zoro oh, arc movie. I does do want to say that the Team Rocket guy does choke Celebi in this movie, too. So oh, everyone yeah. loves choking Celebi. Everybody loves choking Celebi. <laughs> Which is horrible. Celebi's cute. This yeah. is also the, if you've ever seen the meme of Celebi <laughs> being an onion fairy, this is the movie that that comes from. Because when it's shriveled up, it looks really weird. Yeah. Um, must be so, horrifying for a child to see, like oh yeah, um, it's like, like it's like kind of creepy like, how mummified kind of yeah, it's very creepy. It does kind of look like a shriveled onion, you know. <laughs> Either a mummy or a shriveled onion, yeah. depending on how you want to look at it. Yeah, um, yeah, that's about it, right? Yeah, how long are we going so far? Um, I don't know. Oh, okay. We might be able to get this a reasonable uh, runtime. Yeah. Oh, geez, I just opened the calculator app. I don't need that. All right, our last movie. This time around is, is the most recent movie ever released. Yeah, it is. Huh? Well, no, actually, Mewtwo Evolution. Oh is no, the most okay, recent. Uh, whatever. That doesn't count. The most recent movie. <laughs> most recent original movie. <laughs> um, Pokemon the movie, The Power of Us. You may get from the title that this uh, is intended to be a reflection of, or a response to, or related somehow to Pokemon the movie 2000, The Power of One. Um, especially because the last movie we saw was the Ho movie. Um, and the, this is the I choose you. Celebi movie. Yeah. So, or or the, the, the Lugia, Lugia movie. movie. Oh, yeah. I just have the word Celebi in my head now. <laughs> it's a good word. The Lugia movie. Um, um, yeah. So um, this movie is a continuation of the I Choose You timeline, actually. And it's kind of in this like new wave of uh, Pokemon movies that have nothing to do with a region or anything Yeah, where it's in just particular. Ash and Pikachu. Yeah. So the first time we watched this movie, we actually watched it in theaters all together. Yeah, I also Gigi. watched I Choose You in theaters actually oh, uh, with yeah. a friend in Boston, where it was like a kind of an interesting age mix. There, it was kind of fun. Um, yeah. So um, let's talk about how this movie went. Okay. So <laughs> this is gonna be a tough one too. So we start out with a girl named Risa. She's at school, a real life Japanese school, yeah. and she. Um, she goes to visit her brother in the hospital who seems to have broken his ankle or something. Yeah. Um, and he tells her, hey, in this nearby city, what's the city? Fula City. Fula City. There's um, this big wind festival going on. I really want to go, but I can't because my leg is broken. Can you please, please go for me? And I really want you to catch this Pokemon for me. So here's a Pokeball. We don't know what Pokemon it is. Um, and she, he also gives her as a gift mm-hmm. for doing this for him 
um, a pair of these red sunglasses. These really cute red sunglasses. And so she goes home thinking, how am I going to catch a Pokemon? I don't do Pokemon. Yeah. Meanwhile, you see um, Margot, who is a small girl. Um, small child. Small ca- <laughs> yeah, small child. Um, seeing her father leave for Bulbapedia, work. Margot wakes up and opens her French doors to a picturesque view. Yeah. <laughs> well, basically, she's excited for the Wind Festival, too. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, so you're cutting from, like, different people all she's, heading... And, she, and uh, she sees her father leave for work. Yeah. So basically, all of these um, different uh, cuts are to show a lot of people getting ready for Little the Wind... vignettes. Vignettes showing them getting ready for the Wind Festival. And then you see Ash Ketchum and his partner Pikachu on a tram um, heading towards the... Um, city as well yeah um while reese is kind of like walking nearby you see them both in the same yeah. shot you see this this lady in the background getting scared by a sun flora and you see this nerdy scientist looking dude with a chancy looking really flustered mm-hmm. and then you see this little girl with purple hair um with her mom and uncle uncle named callahan and she's all excited for the wind festival too yeah and we then, cut to um, this little Pokemon channel thing showing up with this kind of whimsical-looking host who explains that the wing, the Wind Festival um, is about how Fula City was once barren, um, but Lugia came and brought them the gift of wind, and the wind is how they power, this, power their city. They have cable cars that are powered by wind. They have I, I, Basically, all of the power in Fula City is wind, wind power. power. Yeah. Um, and the Wind Festival commemorates how Lugia returns to the city every single year, um, to return its gift of wind for an additional year. Um, mm-hmm. um, so we cut back to the purple-haired girl, Kelly, um, with Callahan. And she's excited because Callahan, she's like, she says, Callahan, you're the strongest trainer ever. Can I see your Pokemon? And he's being evasive. He says, oh, no, I'll show you later. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's, it, I don't want to send it out right now. And then he um, tells her the story of Fula City's uh, founding and jumps up on a rock and announces the whole story to a bunch of people in a crowd um, talking about how there was a dramatic fire and I was there and Lugia came. um, I summoned Lugia and Lugia came and put the fire out um, and everyone applauds. the nerdy scientist guy, whose name is Torin, I'll just say that. He's hiding um, behind a rock. And he, he's amazed. He's like, wow, I wish that I could talk like that guy talks. That's amazing. Um, uh-huh. Torin, or Callahan's sis, uh, sister, Mia, who's the mother of the of the kid, it keeps telling him, hey, like. You're lying. You keep lying, basically, <laughs> to this kid. And he's like, ah, oh, the kid loves it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um. um. And meanwhile, you see these three kids selling lemonade, and they kind of go down the streets, and they run into the old lady. Harriet. Yeah, who we later find out is named Harriet. Harriet says, um, get out of here. I don't want to be around a Pokemon. There's a fan pee. And And the the two other kids say, hey, what are you doing? Stop. And they tell him, don't you know that that's Harriet? She's famous. She's world famous. (laughs) Which is a great kid line. Uh, She's world famous for hating Pokemon. Yeah. and then um, they're continuing down the street with his lemonade cart when Margot, the mayor's daughter, knocks over um, their lemonade cart. And they all say, the mayor's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's her dad is the mayor from the beginning. Yeah. And then she says, sorry. And they all say, hey, you knocked over our lemonade stand. How are we going to do anything 
now and then one of them tries to throw a lemon at her because he's so upset and the lemon is caught in in the midair by ash ketchum who says hey don't be mean <laughs> basically <laughs> yeah and they say fanfy use rollout and they use their little fanfy who's oh my god such an adorable fanfy yeah um and ash has pikachu attack <laughs> and like really smack um fanfy so bad it faints and knocks over a kid. And says, want to go another round? <laughs> and the kids are like, no, and run away. <laughs> and then Margot thanks Ash um, for his help. And um, meanwhile, Team Rocket is kind of watching on and sa- they say, hey, we could catch Pikachu now. But then just Jess- maybe we need money and also food. So yeah, let's Jesse start says, selling lumberry juice. <laughs> yeah, so they decide to start lumberry juice sales. Um. And then we cut over to Callahan, who receives a Poké doll, a Clefairy Poké doll, for winning a um, carnival carnival game, and gives it to Kelly. Um, um, Kelly knocks into Risa, the girl from the very beginning. Um, Risa's empty Poké ball falls out, and she says, "Hey, um, I need to. I, my my brother wants me to catch a Pokémon." And she so, shows the Pokémon to Callahan, and she says, "I think it's a real, really rare, rare one." Like. You know a lot about po- your daughter just told me you know a lot about Pokemon. So can you can you tell me where to find it? And he's like, oh boy, um, and he says, oh yeah, that's a really really rare one. Um, um, it's uh, up on that mountain, and he points to a mountain in the background. And kind she of says, at random. <laughs> she says, oh my gosh, thank you so much, and runs off. Uh huh. Um, and then you cut back to Ash and Pikachu enjoying some water fountains. There's a magic carp there and a Psyduck all in having fun. And we hear an announcement that for the festival, there's going to be a Pokemon catch race competition. Um, the uh, Kelly, the little girl, says, Callahan, you have to do it. You have to do it. You're the strongest Pokemon trainer in the world. And he's like, ah, oh, yes, yes, I will do that. Mm-hmm. Um Meanwhile, you see the nerdy guy. It's not a meanwhile in this movie. <laughs> yeah, you see the uh, you see the nerdy guy Torin, who's really anxious because he has to do a presentation. He's soon. a researcher. He has like a lab coat and everything. Yeah. Um. The old lady Harriet comes in, and um, gives Torin kind of a piece of paper for some reason, uh, to give to festival administration. We're, we're assuming it's like a noise complaint or yeah, something. for the festival basically. <laughs> um. And as Harriet leaves, um, like, I think she, she, a little he, bottle gets knocked over and he, hits her. He startles her from coming up by coming up behind the chancy because he's hiding. Yeah. And she knocks over the, a bottle of something and it shatters on the floor. And he says, sorry, sorry. And he's, she's like, ah, watch what you're doing, kid. And she leaves, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it cuts away to Margot, who is in the hills for some reason, walks over to his abandoned building and leaves some food for a wild ditto and Teddy Ursa and also to a mysterious... Very old abandoned building. Like, yeah. very, like, decaying, like, grass growing all over it. Yeah, and seems to be talking to a mysterious Pokemon or something in the middle of the building. And she gives it orange berries and some milk. And says, I'll come back sometime. Yeah. And now they're all ready to... Uh, down in the city, everybody's ready for the Pokemon catch race. Um... Oh, yeah, just as Harriet left um, Torin's lab, Callahan burst into the lab and said, you, 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 you know everything about Pokemon. I need you for something. Yeah. Uh, so Torin has now met Callahan as well. Yeah. So now we cut over to... We cut over to the catch race. Callahan has an earpiece. We eventually find out that Torin has been... Is, is sending him information through the earpiece and like a visor thing, basically his glasses or something, um, uh-huh. so that he can tell him like... Pokemon type weaknesses and stuff so that he can catch yeah. the most Pokemon and win the race to impress his niece. Mm-hmm. Um, Ash is there too and ready for the catch race. And apparently, so this catch race causes 
they set up Pokemon all over the entire city that are to be ca- captured in special balls and released at the end of the race, and the winner is whoever can catch the most Pokemon. Yeah. Um, and they say, ready, set, go! And then everybody runs off. Ash is doing a great job. Callahan's doing a great job with Torin's help. And then Callahan sees a pseudo-wudo that's being chased by a Golduck. That is mad because the pseudo would have tripped it, I think, accidentally earlier. Yeah. Um, and Torin says, hey, you could catch that pseudo wudo. It's weak to water. So if that gold up gets it, then it's – and you have a star you that's weak to wa- – uh, that's a water type. Um, but Callahan instead goes and catches the gold up and tells the pseudo wudo, you shouldn't lie to yourself, kid. It's, it becomes it's, a habit or yeah. something. <laughs> and pseudo wudo is like, pseudo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, um, Ash uh, is – continue to catch Pokemon, and then they notice that a Tyranitar is knocking over stalls and rampaging throughout the city because there's a cable wrapped around its neck by accident. And now everybody's starting to pay attention to this Tyranitar. The announcer is saying, oh no, there's a rampaging Tyranitar. And Ash and Pikachu say, let's go get it. And so they chase the like, Tyranitar. Save it, not yeah, like, get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's go save it. Yeah. Um... So they start um, chasing the Tyranitar. They split up. Um, Pikachu lures uh, the Tyranitar under a bridge. Ash jumps off the bridge and lands on the Tyranitar and rodeos the Tyranitar to Pikachu, who uses an iron tail and cuts the, the cable cables off. off. And the Tyranitar is... Like, now, like, calmed. Yeah. And everybody applauds um, applauds Ash for doing so. Yeah. And then it cuts to the award ceremony where it's revealed that Callahan has won first place in the catch race. But they're giving a um, specific mention. I think the mayor is has Ash up and says, but I would like to uh, congratulate the second yeah. place winner who saved this Tyranitar. Yeah. Um, um, they also uh, ask Callahan, hey, what's your next catch going to be? And Callahan remembers Risa showing him a picture of some Pokemon and he says, Oh, well, you know, I heard that there's a really rare Pokemon somewhere here, um, so I'm probably going to try to catch that. We see a Pokemon hunter in a car um, who hears this or sees this on his computer or something and says, huh, a really rare Pokemon. Hmm? Yeah, it's like a, it's like a poacher uh, Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon poacher. Yeah. Hunter, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then that's the end of that day's festivities. Act one. <laughs> but we see that the, at the end of that day, Risa is up on the mountain. <laughs> yes, completely uh, bedraggled. <laughs> yeah. And then two park rangers say, hey, you shouldn't be up here. What are you doing here? And she says, I'm catching a rare Pokemon that's supposed to be here because this guy told me basically that it was here. She shows the park rangers the Pokemon, and they say, oh, that's just an Eevee. They're pretty common, but they're not around here. And she's like, oh, he she's lied. She's really mad. <laughs> yeah, she's furious. Um, and they also tell her, hey, like, like you better watch out. Like, Zora, uh, Haven't you heard of Zeraora's Zera curse? curse? And she's like, uh, no. And they're like, okay, well, you better get out of here because Zeraora's curse. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think also uh, Harriet returns home yes to find that there's a bunch of pokemon in her house and following her too and she i think has to sleep outside because yeah. all of the pokemon are, uh, are in, in her, her house room. and she is not happy about that mm-hmm. um back uh back at the lab the uh, torin is thanking staryu for helping callahan team um, rocket is in the lab in mm-hmm. the background um kind of sneaking around um, but they cause some loud no- noises. Torin looks back and says, who's back there? And he comes with a flashlight and he hears that there's a smeargle ink that they had been, uh, they had been researching 
that uh, kind of got spilled and cracked open. Mm-hmm. We see Team Rocket outside. They're like, oh, thank God we got away. And we see a shadow of a head in the window. Yeah. I think that um, the Team Rocket also notices um, some DS cards, SD cards, basically, that might oh, have some yeah. important research. And yes, they, they do. basically take one of them. Yeah. And so Torin, like has one SD card next to the other. One of them is the research. The other one is video Something footage. Else. Well, we'll see. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... Next day, uh, Harriet wakes up. She's sleeping on the porch, but she's sleeping on a Heracross. Um, (laughs) And she is really unhappy. Um, We then see Ash and Pikachu at the Pokemon Center. Very nice Pokemon Center hotel, I just want to say. Actually, Um, um, so Harriet actually goes to... Oh, sorry, sorry. um, (laughs) We're we're trying to keep track on Bulbapedia. Yeah. Um, Risa sees Ash and says, Oh my gosh, you were the second place winner of the contest the first place winner kind of tricked me so maybe you can help me um i need to catch this eevee thing um and ash says okay sure i'll help you they're out in a field they find they find an eevee pikachu hears an eevee and ash says okay you gotta battle it first what pokemon do you have she says i don't have any pokemon it's like a favor for my brother so she's he says okay use pikachu and he kind of directs her to attack the eevee and weaken the eevee and eventually catch the eevee mm-hmm and then um, she throws the Pokeball out, and then the Eevee comes out, and she says, it's so cute. But then Eevee says, eee, and is not interested in hanging out with uh, Risa. Yeah. And he says, don't worry, you'll, you know, grow together. And they're kind of asking, getting to know each other. Ash says, I want to be a Pokemon master, or whatever Ash says. And then yeah. Risa says, well, I would never used to be into Pokemon. I used to be a runner. I used to do track and field. I was the champion. But then I got an injury, and ever since, and it's healed up totally fine, but... I stopped running ever since then. And Ash says, like, oh, well, don't worry. I know that now that you have Eevee, you'll be able to run again. Because if there's something you can't do, you can do it when you have a Pokemon by Partners, your side. Yeah. And she's like, whoa. Yeah. Um, um, and then they actually notice Officer Jenny coming by on a motorcycle. Yes. Um, and then they kind of rush back and see, oh, what's happening? So back at the research place, um, Harriet shows up to yell at Torin saying, hey, why are all these Pokemon following me? What the heck did you do? Torin says, oh, the thing you spilled yesterday was Sweet Scent, which mm-hmm. attracts Pokemon to you. Um, so that's why that happened, and Harriet's really mad. Um, and he says, I'm sorry, we don't have anything that can that can do anything about that. Yeah, um, so there's going to be a bunch of Pokemon following So she's you. standing there being mad. Um, and then over um, at the kind of main festival area, um, everybody's kind of crowding around because they're noticing a bunch of scenes of minor vandalism, including um, rocks wedged in the trolley tracks, um, like damaged wires, all of those things. And so they have to temporarily um, ca- like kind of hold off on the, mm-hmm. um, on the festival. Risa sees Callahan and she's going to confront him, but he says, please, please, please don't tell me, that, don't tell my daughter that I li- or my niece that I lied. Um, and she says, okay. Um, and Kelly is amazed that she caught an Eevee. And she's like, yay, my dad helped you. You uh-huh. caught an Eevee. And she's like, mm-hmm. Um, the mayor <laughs> says, hey, everybody, you need to go home. Um, oh, before this, I think there was a little scene with uh, the mayor and his daughter, right? Where they were back at home. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he said, he was like, how was your day, Margo? And she was like, oh, it was okay. Something, something. And somehow Zeraora's curse uh bring Came gets up. brought up and she's like you know like what if Zeraora is still around and he's like enough Zeraora's curse Zeraora is gone and Zeraora's curse is a lie we will talk no more about it mm-hmm. um 
Anyway. So with this, all this minor vandalism, um, some people are thinking, oh, maybe it's Zero Aura's curse that the festival is being uh, yeah, canceled for kids. the day. And, um, and uh, Margot is really mad that they think that um, because she is like, no, Zero Aura's good. So I think the mayor recruits um, Ash to um, see what happened. Mm-hmm. And Risa gets volunteered as well because she's in proximity of Ash. And then Risa... And Kelly says, you'll help too, right? And Risa says, yeah, you'll help or else I'm going to tell your daughter that you lied to me, basically. Niece, and he yeah. says, oh boy, because he made an agreement with Torin earlier that he would do the presentation in exchange for Torin helping him with the Pokemon catching contest because he's such a good speaker so he's like i got that to do but now i also have to do this so he's kind of sweating um Mm -hmm. and then um the pokemon channel host from earlier is talking about how yeah we're cleaning up right now so the festival's on hold and then you see the three kids again from the lemonade stand and they're all talking about zero Zero aura's curse curse. and margo says no that's not a thing zero aura's good um so they announced that the festival is safe Festival is uh, reopen. Um, Torin goes and says, "Hey, Harriet, I have to go do this presentation, but I will try to find a solution to your problem." Um, Callahan is also like, "I gotta go do this presentation," so he's rushing to try to do that, but he arrives too late. Torin has to start doing the presentation, and he is completely stuttering. He doesn't know how to use the microphone. He's afraid of like public speaking, basically. Yeah. Um, and that's why he wanted to have Callahan do it, and so he is just breaking down in front of all of these other scientists and the his boss says just just put on the presentation so he grabs his sd card puts a presentation into the laptop but it turns out to be video footage that he that callahan was streaming to him during the catch race and now everybody is realizing that oh what firstly this is really awkward at this uh, conference and secondly is that the first place winner of the catch race cheating um, yeah, so there's a lot of embarrassment. Everything kind of... Uh, yeah, Torin like, just like runs away. He's like so ashamed. Callahan just barely makes it there only to see that his, you know, um, secret is all up. Um, Kelly sees what's happening in there and says, Callahan, you lied! I hate you! And his empty Pokeball also drops and he, she sees that he doesn't even have a Pokemon. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I think in the meantime, um, Harriet's kind of still in the lab and is looking around because she's in the lab after um, looking for a way to figure out the sweet scent problem. Yeah. But kind of like looks around and (laughs) sees that Team Rocket is just kind of like huddled in a corner trying to look hidden. And so they decide to run away. They run out and they throw a smoke bomb into the crowd during the presentation. Yeah, so now the present everybody's rushing out of the area because uh, like kind of an explosion looking thing has yeah. gone off, so everybody's trampling everywhere. And Evie gets kind of trampled. Yeah, Evie gets trampled. Team Rocket is running down the street out of the <laughs> out of the area. Really funny. James is running with his arms flailing in the air. Yeah. It's really good. And Ash chases them, but they manage to get away. They're uh-huh. at the Pokemon Center. Um, Evie is recovering is recovering, but has a little bandage on its leg. Um, uh, it sounds like uh, Kelly, who is kind of a sickly child, is not doing so well now, and Callahan feels really bad about it. Um, and so he decides he's just going to leave um, before Kelly um, recovers. He's just going to yeah. go home. Yeah. Um, um, and everybody's bummed out um, right now. Torin says that the that Team Rocket stole Effect Spore, 
a little kind of vial of effect spore and that she's told Jenny, Officer Jenny, Harriet says, you know what? We should all go home and get some rest. Um, Callahan, uh, uh, yeah, tells, tells, tells his sister and his niece that he's going to leave. Um, Pseudo Wudo is following Callahan, but he keeps telling him, stop following me. Pseudo Wudo has been kind of following him around the last mm-hmm. few scenes. Um, and he says, stop following me. I don't need a friend, basically, or yeah. I don't want a Pokemon. Like I know I'm you're trying trainer. to throw my, throw my words about about lying back in my face but yeah. you know whatever yeah. go away he, he kind of like falls asleep on a park bench and throws away his pokeball his empty pokeball yeah yeah um, um meanwhile you cut to the mountain where team rocket is celebrating because they successfully stole something from Torrin's lab and then james says oh no jesse says all right show it to show it to me and then everybody says wait i thought I that thought you, you had, had it. it i thought that you had it and james says no i did a cool flip over the back and tossed it to one of you didn't i and then they are all like oh shoot if i did a cool if i did a cool flip yeah. and nobody caught it then where is it yeah and, then and it, we cut to it kind of just resting on the hillside yeah a little bit cracked yeah, so it's kind of like this purple glass orb um, resting on the hillside. So the next the next day, we wake up and <laughs> apparently all the windmills are no longer turning and the mm-hmm. wind has significantly died down. The eternal flame, which is kind of a sim- kind of symbolic but apparently also practical uh, kind of torch thing at the top of the hill near the city, um, has the- been stolen and is mm-hmm. gone. Um, um, meanwhile... Uh- a bunch of the researchers in the lab are talking about what a fiasco that presentation was, and Torin overhears them and walks away very, very upset before and not hearing that his boss is like saying, "No, none of you care about as much about Pokemon as much as Torin does." Mm-hmm. Um, um, so he's just devastated and walks away though because he didn't hear that whole scene. Um, you see Mia and Kelly. Uh, Kelly is kind of sad for what she said to her uncle, but Mia says, it's okay, he'll be fine. Um, Ash and Risa are rushing to the Eternal Flame. They meet the mayor and Harriet. Uh, The mayor says, it's really important. It allows Lugia to find Fula City um, and to continue supporting us with wind power, which powers our entire city. So Ash says, we'll help. Um, They go onto a big platform. Um, Pikachu smells something and follows the scent trail, which leads all the way back to Smeargle and Torin. Torin says, oh, Smeargle, but Smeargle didn't steal the eternal flame. Oh, the spilled Smeargle ink that I saw the other night. So we have to follow that. Um, So they return and they see that there's little footprints Mm -hmm. um, that Torin can see with his UV UV flashlight. Uh, (laughs) Okay. And... Um, meanwhile, they cut away to Margot at the abandoned building, and it's revealed that she is with uh, Zeraora, yeah. who is the mythical Pokemon, a yellow cat. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A yellow, yellow cat, cat yeah. person. Yeah. Um, but then two hunters uh, arrive um, looking to catch Zeraora, and she jumps out and says, hey, yeah, legendary Pokemon, saw it. It's over there on the right. But uh, one of her little friends, uh, Teddy, Ursa Teddy, Teddy Ursa, knocks a rock over and they see, hey, what What are those? Let's catch those too. And she says, no, 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 no. You can't. Just go get the legendary Pokemon. It's over there. And they say, no, we might as well get those too. And they're about to attack. Margot's trying to shield the Pokemon, but they're going to attack her anyway. And Zeraora jumps out and shields Margot. And they say, oh, this is the one that we were looking for. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I've and never seen this Pokemon before. So the poachers bust out their Pokemon and attack Zaraora, who is really not able to fight back because he's still wounded uh, for some reason. And they're almost about to fire a net and capture Zaraora when, when suddenly... Ash Ketchum a, shows up. Like an iron tail out of the blue yeah. <laughs> shatters the net. And yeah. Ash and uh, Pikachu are there along with the mayor, everybody. And the mayor yeah. says... You better get out of here or I'll use legal action. <laughs> and yeah. then the poachers run away because they're like, oh, God, that's the mayor. <laughs> so they, they shine a light on Margot's foot and figure out that she was the one who stole the Smeargle ink. She explains that um, she met Zaraora a long time ago when she was playing, yeah. or a while ago when she was playing, and a rock, big rock almost fell on her from a mountain, but Zaraora saved her. Um, Zaraora got injured, though, and Margot has been trying to help it recover. Mm-hmm. Um, and she wanted to f- spot, stop the Wind Festival co- to going ahead because Callahan said there was a rare Pokemon and she was afraid that hunters or people would come up and try to catch Zeraora. Mm-hmm. And so she wanted the Wind Festival to be canceled so that there wouldn't be these big crowds trying to find this rare Pokemon. Yeah, so presumably she was doing all of the vandalism and then um, Torin also finds the Eternal Flame literally right there yeah. in the abandoned building. And she says, I took the Eternal Flame yeah. too. When it when when I found out that my vandalism was not stopping the festival, I had to yeah. do more drastic measures. So her father, the mayor, tells her that Zeraora was actually once the master of this land and peacefully lived in the mountains, but it was people who caused the big fire 50 years ago mm-hmm. um, by trying to search for Zeraora. Um, and Zeraora has become incredibly hostile towards pe- towards human beings since then because he doesn't trust people because they, you know, burn down the forest um, mm-hmm. by trying to capture it. Um, and so they try, they, the previous mayor made up Zeraora's curse in order to stop people from going to the mountain so that Zeraora wouldn't attack them. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Zeraora's curse. I don't think we explained exactly is nobody should go on the mountain, otherwise no, really we, bad we things did, will happen. I think, yeah, oh, okay. it's just kind of a general thing. Yeah. Um, so that's all nicely wrapped up. But then At there's a moment, big explosion <laughs> on the side of the hill. On the side of the mountain, and you see a big purple smoke coming out that we figure out is Torin figures out very quickly is the effect spore. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chansey has uh, aro- uses aromatherapy to he- heal some Pidgeys that have been affected by the effect spore explosion, but it's moving closely to um, the... Uh, it's moving through the city, paralyzing everybody's Pokemon. Yeah, it's moving quickly through the city. It's, um, a, it's a poison, they state. Yeah. Um, Ash says that we all need to help with the situation, because even if we're we can't do stuff ourselves, we can do stuff when we have Pokemon by our side. It's Pokemon power. Pokemon power, and so they all say yes. We're inspired to 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 help. And Torin says, okay, if we could get a large supply of natural cure, then we could com- combat effect spore. Um, but that's kind of complicated. Uh, and she, he says maybe if we could make a similar bomb of that, yeah. um, then. Harriet says, hey, that big old windmill on the mountain, I made that (laughs) a long time ago. I think we can still power it up if it still moves. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we could blow the effect spore or blow the natural cure to the effect spore to kind of like neutralize it. So they all split up. Um, Harriet and Torin uh, head over to the power plant to attempt to i think callahan goes with them too no 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 not no no callahan's not here yeah, yeah. Uh, harriet and Torin go over to the power plant to try to get it started again ash margo and risa will try to treat Zeraora and any other injured pokemon um and they the mayor offers everyone the best of luck yeah meanwhile so, 
in Felicity. Je- Officer Jenny is trying is telling everyone to evacuate. You can see all of the 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 smoke everywhere. Um, Callahan answers his phone. Mia and Kelly are on the cable car up yeah. above the city, um, which has been stopped. And they're, you know, hoping that the smoke doesn't get yeah. in. And he, Callahan, is completely devastated because Kelly's already sick. So he's extremely worried. Um, Pseudo Wudo appears and says, basically says, Pseudo Wudo, I want to help you. Um, Pseudo Wudo shows Callahan that he has the Pokeball that Callahan threw away, showing that he wants to be caught by Callahan and he wants to help Callahan. They have a very emotional moment. And, um, he accepts Pseudo Wudo. He catches yeah. Pseudo Wudo in the Pokeball and they're hugging, but then the effects for is getting closer, so they have to yeah. run away. But they resolve to, like, you know, go save it rather than run away, which yeah. Callahan was thinking about doing. So uh, the mayor is. Um... Like, I think the mayor is checking in with his staff about what to do. Um, Torin. Torin is telling the um, his his coworkers. He says, you know what? I know that you guys don't like me because I'm quiet. Um, yeah. But. Uh, but I have to help. Um, yeah. Like we need, I need you guys to help me do this. And his yeah. boss says, you know, we actually like you. Um, yeah. So he finds his voice using Chansey's support. He has a Chansey yeah. who's been like supporting him the whole way. Yeah. Um, so they they start trying to make a, a natural, natural cure, cure bomb, basically. Um, um, team Team Rocket. There's is... another explosion. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, where there is a big fire now on the mountain at the power plant. Um, uh, because of the effect spore, basically um, interfering right. with the power it, like, plant, sh- it shorted it shorted the city's power supply and caused. A... And so now all the power in the city is out as well. Um, mm-hmm. All the non-wind power that was yeah. already out. Um, Harriet is uh, very triggered by this um, yeah. and uh, kind of faints and falls down. Um, but then he she gets back up and they all resolve to um, fix that situation as well. So Harriet starts heading. Harriet, Torin, and Callahan all head towards the uh, power plant now to try to get. So there's like a power transformer, and there's yeah. also a power plant. Because Callahan has showed up and been like, "I want to help too." Yeah. Um, Team Rocket uh, manages to get into the research pavilion. Um, yeah. They are back at their lumberry business, um, and Torin thinks, "Oh gosh, what do we do? What do we do? Because now the power is out, um, and we can't do this research anymore." And try to figure this out but he sees the lumberries and he says hey we could use those instead yeah. so we'll kind of basically just make like a big concentrated lumberry thing mm-hmm. um, and explode that instead um right yeah because he was almost about to succeed but then the power outage yeah. F- yeah. stopped his plans but now he's going to make a lumberry bomb so now we cut to callahan and harriet who are on their way to the um mm-hmm. to the place up top um and they the flames are blocking their path Callahan says, hey, our Pokemon can help and spray the fire. But Harriet says, no, because I'll let you tell this part. Yeah, so she <laughs> says, I can't let them do it because, and then she remembers my Pokemon partner, Snubble, basically, back when she used to work at the power plant, which initially burned, um, caused a giant fire 50 years ago. Yeah. Um, right as the power plant was exploding, Snubble went back in to grab. Not the power plant. Sorry. Her big, her big. Uh, it's like wind, wind turbine. Wind turbine wind thing, turbine, which is separate yeah. from the power plant. Yeah, yeah. Um, just to be clear yeah there's like a transformer power plant and then yeah anyway yeah um so the wind turbine um and then the snubble grabs the key out of the turbine right as it's uh, running out trying to uh get back out of the exploding turbine harriet's running to try to try to snave snubble but snubble gets engulfed by the flames as it throws the key just out of um just into 
um, Harriet's hands, but Snubble is just out of reach. And so she collapses to the ground saying, like, I don't want Pokemon to sacrifice themselves like that if again. I had only reached my hand out a bit farther. Yeah. Um, and Callahan says, you know what? Uh, we need to keep going. And she yeah. sees the ghost of Snubble come <sighs> up and hug her. And she realizes the key. You gave this to me that long ago because you were thinking about this exact moment. And you were there for me and you're there for me now. And now and it's so, my turn. Yeah, my to turn help. too. So help. they start, they extinguish the fire and they continue going. Um, meanwhile, Zeraora has run away uh, mm-hmm. because it sees all of this stuff going on and it's frustrated and angry and wants to save the Pokemon. Ash and Margo are following it to the power plant. Mm-hmm. Um, Zeraora is fighting back against them and Ash is doing his classic, I know you don't trust people, but, you know, and he's, he's like electrocuting Ash, but Ash is withstanding it and saying, no, we want to be your friend. We want to protect Pokemon too. Um and so I think um, suddenly an uh, explosion or something is about to hit a, the forest Pokemon nearby. Um, or a stray shot or something. I think that's or, later. No, that's later. Okay. Um, so so Torin has succeeded. They have the Lumberry thing. Um, and they drive all the way up to the, uh, to the, uh, the big wind turbine thing. Um, uh, the mayor says, hey, everyone, Zeraora's curse is fake. We need everyone to come with their Pokemon to try to combat the fire. There's a young man I know who said that if you can't do something alone, you can do it with Pokemon power. Um, Um, So they're back at the abandoned wind turbine thing. Um, um, Harriet um, inserts the key that's from Snubble and succeeds in getting it moving, but there's no power. So all of the Pokemon have to push the turbine to get it moving. And so it starts moving and all of the wind is uh, starting to go. But they now need um, the Lumberry Bomb, which they're still waiting for. Yeah. So I think at some point also we uh, didn't mention Ash had split up with Risa. Um, Risa, he told oh, Risa. Oh, yes. Before Ash went off to run after Zeraora, he told Risa. You've got to get the Eternal Flame back on the pedestal. You're the only one who can do it. And she's like, no, I can't run. And then she sees her Eevee trying to drag it, even though it has its bandage, trying to drag it with its mouth. Um, uh-huh. over there and she is like tearing up and she's saying Evie like even you want to do that uh, even though you're like hurt and yeah, stuff yeah I'm inspired so she takes off her shoes and she stretches and she has Evie on her shoulder and she starts running toward the place um, towards the big tower with the eternal flame yeah meanwhile <laughs> um, we're back with Ash um, fighting Zeraora Margo's saying Zeraora you gotta trust people um, but as uh, Zeraora continues to attack the attacks rush towards um, the forest Pokemon uh, by accident and then Ash himself um, not Pikachu, he jumps in the way of the attack yeah. and takes a huge electric shock, much to Zeraora's surprise um, Pikachu and Margo rush over to see if he's okay he's okay and Zeraora yeah. is surprised and kind of sees that oh, humans do care about um, wild yeah. Pokemon sometimes and Ash says, great, now we're friends? Yeah. Good. <laughs> so back at the propeller, um, Torin is there and he says, here's the Lumberry stuff. Callahan says, I will throw it with the help of my Pokemon to get in front of the thing so that the wind can blow it. And yeah. Torin says, okay, so Torin and the Pokemon are pushing the turbine. They move the propellers. Callahan tosses the Lumberry. Pseudo-Wudo uh, hits the Lumberry to propel it, um, propel it forward. further into the turbine and it hits the right in the center of the turbine and it explodes spreading um lumberry gas all over the turbine which then blows it into and the it city starts healing the effects for but the fi- the fire is still happening um zeraora is still trying to defend the pokemon 
But the mayor and all the people of Fula City arrive, well, probably not all of them, but a lot of the people of Fula City arrive with their Pokemon to lend a hand. Zeraora is hostile again, but Margot says, hey, like, I know that the, like, it's okay, like, let them help or whatever. Um, uh, Ash, is, Ash is helping. Um, they get the sprinkler system working. Margot rushes over, but a big tower thing falls and almost falls on Margot and Zeraora saves her again and all the people see Zeraora push the thing all the way back up uh, and they manage to put out the fire mm-hmm. and Margot says something I think oh earlier she says something about how like you know people think about Pokemon as like helpers and stuff that we can't do Pokemon power yeah yeah we can do with Pokemon power and I wish that Pokemon felt the same way about us so that, I uh-huh. guess that's what inspired it um, yeah. okay and then they notice that the eternal flame has kind of come back on. Risa has reached the pedestal with the help of Eevee and puts it back in place by, by sunrise. And a giant beam of green um, shoots into the sky, pushing Risa back. Um, and then they, uh, all of the... Zero Aura is falling back at the, the place and the Pokemon kind of save it. Um, Lugia finally shows up. Yeah. And Lugia is flying around. Everyone sees Lugia and it brings rain to kind of uh-huh. finally put out the fire. Um, and they find out that everything has been kind of uh, kind of done. The mayor says that Zeraora saved the city, but Harriet says no. Everyone saved Felicity together. Yeah. And Lugia flies around looking cool. Um, and they finally get to reopen the festival for the last night. Uh-huh. And so the last night they're all holding the big glow lamps. Uh floats yeah. Japanese thing that yeah. I don't really know anything about. Yeah. Um, and the mayor's making a speech and he recites Ash's line saying, if one, you can't do it alone, one can do it with the, with the help of a Pokemon. And then he says, we hereby revoke the lie of um, Zeraora's disappearance. And we're now going to live in peace. Of Zeraora. With it. Yeah, we'll live in peace with what we've done and we'll move everyone, together in honesty. Everyone lets the wind things go up in the air. Um, uh, after the credits... We see Risa back at her brother's place because while she was running, um, her brother randomly called her and said, hey, I can help you get to the... to the eternal uh, flame the eternal flame and she's like what how do you know what's happening how do you know where i am and he's like don't worry about it i'm gonna help you and he's the one who helps her get there mm-hmm. so that's after the credit she shows up and she takes her glasses off of her face her sunglasses and she pointedly is like kind of shaking them at the camera and she says how did you know that this was that where i was and how did you help me out and he's like <laughs> it's kind of um, high tech yeah <laughs> also suggesting. we find out that he was the pokemon channel guy yeah, um, the just as a fun fact. Lively um, guy on the Pokemon channel. And that he just he uh, he he was like, I just wanted images of the Wind Festival. I'm not going to yeah. tell you how I did it. Haha! Ha, as she shakes her glasses that she he gave her at the camera, suggesting um, he hid a camera in it, basically. And then we see Ash and Pikachu going to their next adventure. Yeah, that's that it. So so a lot of things happen in this movie. Oh my god! Just the summary alone <laughs> went as long as entire oh segments. My god. Okay, um, there's a lot of meanwhile going on in a lot of god. these, especially this. This one. Bulbapedia is um, summary is like a million. We really needed it at that time. Yeah. Okay, so first time watching it, we saw it in theaters. Um, it was initially ranked for me. It was the sixth movie on the list, mm-hmm. right above Zoroark, Master of Illusions. Um, Two space, three spaces below Pokemon Forever. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know. Um, I remember really liking it. We were all really impressed with it. We saw it in theaters. Yeah. Um, 
Snubble was very moving. Yeah. Um, Ghost of Snubble. Um, Ghost of Snubble. Uh, I remember we really liked the reveal at the end about uh, Risa's brother. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just a fun movie uh, with a lot of like interesting things going on. I don't remember thinking too much specific about it. What about you? I remember thinking it was so well-directed, well-paced. I was like, is this like... And it turns out it's actually a different director than yeah. every other Pokemon movie we've talked about so far. Yeah. Uh, so a new director on board. And I remember thinking, this is so well-directed. It's so well-paced. It's such a good movie um, without any weird Pokemon movie like qualifications. Yeah. Um, I was crying in the movie theater at Pseudo Wudo and Callahan. Oh, yeah. That together. was the moment I cried, too. Like, yeah. it was, it's very moving. Yeah, I was blown away by the twist at the end. I was really impressed. I ranked it fifth place overall because I, you know, it was a while since I'd watched the other movies in the list and I thought it was really good. I wasn't sure where to put it. Exactly. Both of us had it in the second tier of our list. Yeah. Um, so watching how, it again. Yeah. Um, again, really impressed with it. Both of us were excited for this. We knew it was going to be great. Um, it's a really, it's a, it's. It's a real movie. Like, yeah, it really <laughs> you is. You know what I mean? It's a real movie. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on. Speaking of like, you know, how we said in Zoroark, how they tie everything up really nicely at the end. Mm-hmm. Everything is tight. They do a really good job of the vignettes of different characters who end up coming together. Um, they do a really, really good job of that, I think. Um, yeah. All the characters are really well, like, um, drawn, both metaphorically and yeah. literally. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not easy to create an ensemble cast. There's a few movies that have, like, really strong ensemble cast um, movies. And this manages to succeed without any confusion at all. I know it was a long summary, but when you're watching the movie, it's all comprehensible. Yeah. And they do it with these cuts from one to the other. Um, where yeah, you're you always tell. There was a lot of cuts. Yeah. Where you're always able to follow what everybody was doing. And it keeps it interesting. In, in TV, they do this a lot. And they do that in, this in the Game of Thrones books, too. Every chapter is literally a cut to another character. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is like a very popular TV technique that they use to great and effect. Books. A lot of books do that. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think they do it in Harry Potter a lot, too. Um, yeah. But less so. Um, not so much. Not as many characters. Yeah. Um, but they draw each of the characters very well. I remember thinking uh, the first time I watched it, Harriet and the Pokemon following her around. It's hilarious. It was it was great comic relief in this one until you realize it's not comic because the reason yeah. she hates Pokemon is because ter- the terrible tragedy of Snubble. Yeah. Um, Callahan is strong. There's not one thread that you don't care intensely about in this movie. I was mm-hmm. bowled over. And that's just the movie itself. Without, you know, and then you talk about the fact that every single shot is chock full of beautiful imagery, cute, adorable Pokemon in the background of every single shot. Um, very and, similar to how, you know, we talked about how I Choose You is very pretty. Uh-huh. This is also a very pretty movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, I was bowled over watching this again. I thought that it was going to be good, and I was ready for it to be good. I was taken by surprise by Same how good here. it was. Like, I, I knew it would be good, but it's really good. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially since I was wondering, like, oh, was I just influenced by the fact that I was in a movie theater? Yeah. Is it really that good? It's really that good. Yeah. Like, moments like that when um, Torin puts the... Uh, evidence of Callahan cheating up on the stage is this really cringy shock moment that, you know, you're so upset for everybody involved. It's real drama, real humor. The characters are all very moving. Yeah. Um, I think that it really does... It really does put 
Pokemon in a different space than it used to be. It's a real movie, but it has Ash and Pikachu in it, you know? Yeah, it's... and Ash and Pikachu are just part of the ensemble cast. Uh-huh. And I think it it's... Because, you know, sometimes before we would complain, oh, like, you know, Ash and friends don't really matter in this movie or Ash's companions don't really matter. And I think this is a really effective... This movie does a really effective job of making Ash be just part of an ensemble. He's not, mm-hmm. you know... And I think, again, going back to the title, The Power of Us, I think, in a way, this is kind of a response to The Power of One, where The Power of One was all about... The world will turn to ash. <laughs> you, Ash Ketchum, are the only person who can save the world in this moment. You are the prophesized chosen one. Yeah. Um, and this movie is very much not about that. Yeah. Um, it's about all of these people like just choosing to come together yeah. um, and help out. And ash just being one of those. Honestly, quite frankly, Ash not really performing the most important roles even yeah. um, in, in this kind of saving the city sort of story. Um, you you see all of these like awkward, broken, busted up people like come together and become the best version of themselves with honesty and the power of their trust with their Pokemon. Yeah, it's... they say that that whole like what you can't do with what you can't do on your own, you can do with Pokemon thing like five times. It's great branding. <laughs> yeah, it's great branding. I was also saying at the end, I was like, so is the message of this movie that like if you can't do something like too bad because pokemon aren't real so. Yeah. so all of us people in the real world that <laughs> yeah. suffer like this we don't have a cute giant chancy yeah. to tug to us in the back us. of our yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um but I, I think i think this movie does a really good job of even even though each of the characters you know only gets a kind of a fraction of the screen time yeah. they all i would say feel a lot more fleshed out than the average character in yeah. most of these other movies. Yeah, one of these um, characters could carry an entire movie. Like, we like can argue about, you know, whether, like, Kodai or someone else is, like, more yeah. compelling as a character. But, like, these guys all just completely blow it out of the water. <laughs> yeah, blow you it know? out of the water. Like, yeah. <laughs> like we're not even kind of in that, in that discussion anymore. Yeah. And with that, yeah. I want to say that uh, both of us have moved this up to the next tier up. Yeah. So this is the first movie in the tier that we're currently calling Unqualified Enjoyment. Yeah. And I I would be incredibly surprised if this is not the top tier. Yeah. I would be I I mean, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe one of these next movies will really blow us away. But yeah. um what is likely to be the top tier. Uh-huh. Um and this is the only movie in that tier. That was easy decision for both of us. We yeah. both had kind of no no you know, sometimes it's hard, but there was no hemming and hawing about this. No. This is easily the best movie we've watched so far. It's a great movie. I think yeah. you should all watch it. Everybody should watch this movie. It's <laughs> so good. Especially if you like Pokemon. But even if you, like, don't like Pokemon, yeah. it's still a pretty good movie. <laughs> yeah. It's... Um, it's a compelling story, I think. Compelling enough story. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. A, yeah. It's a story about hope, togetherness, about doing away with historical revisionism. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, so, and just the, again, like, seeing all the characters kind of threads come together is always satisfying, you know, just yeah. in a purely, like, narrative satisfaction way, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, With, like, the Wind Festival pacing it out, like, day one, day two, day three, like, all of that. Yeah. It has this great flow of ramping up. Yeah. You can go on and on. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I'm like, I'm like, you know, another great thing, like, a lot of, again, a lot of the times, like, Pokemon movies will kind of uh, hint Oh, sorry, my cat just did a really cute stretch. Um, we'll kind of hint at, like, at something going on or, like, what, you know, there's not a lot of, like, mystery left for you. Um, but I I think there's absolutely no way to see coming that uh, this little girl has been the one sabotaging everything. Yeah. Like, it's really very subtle and in the background and you almost kind of forget it's going on amongst yeah. everything else. Um, it's yeah. really interesting. Yeah, like, the major, like, the major, like, oh, the wind has stopped, like, you know big plot like 
conflict is done by one of the earliest like you know characters and for a good cause too yeah um in a way uh it's yeah just and and what a message too like the you know power of everybody coming together and also the power of the pokemon company yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) um but like it's something that you know any movie watcher can go in and enjoy um yeah the message of these cute cuddly creatures like coming together with um people yeah. and inspiring them to go beyond themselves because really what it's about then... is it's it, it's about all these people who don't know each other coming together to do something yeah important. yeah you go know? to go beyond what they believe they can do yeah and be the best version of themselves by you know being honest and having good they all, friendships like all of them have a great moment of like overcoming something that um you know, they didn't yeah. think they could do. Except maybe Margot. But that's okay. She's like six. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, um, and, well, I mean, she she and her uh, her dad come to like yeah, a, a shared understanding. Yeah, they come to a better understanding. Because yeah. there's, there's kind of an implication early on that they don't, you know, get along super well. They're not yeah. very close. Like, they have some disagreements. Yeah. But they come to a better shared understanding in this movie, too. Yeah, they really learn to trust each other. Because, like, you as a person watching the movie are not sure whether or not you trust this mayor. Yeah. And he's great. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? I think, I think the last thing that I really want to emphasize with this movie is that this was Team Rocket's fault. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they stole the... Uh... They stole this thing. Uh-huh. I don't really know why it exploded. I guess it's because it was cracked already or something and the yeah. pressure was too much. But they stole the thing and they lost it. And then they fixed it by having a lumberry cart in the right place at the right time. <laughs> yeah, but like this for yeah. once, this was all their fault. Yeah, definitely. Um, which is also great to see them being relevant, so... Yeah, I guess um, they don't get an emotional like connection with the power of us or something. But, but I feel like, But I feel like they're, you know, it's... It's all very convincing because yeah. it would be one thing to have Team Rocket f- do a real evil plan. That's yeah. not very convincing. No. Um, and also having Team Rocket just there, you're like, okay, well, they're just there. But having them make something really, really bad happen by just deciding kind of on a whim to steal something and then losing it is very Team Rocket. Yeah. So it all tracks also, yeah. you know. Yeah. No one is out of character. Yeah. I think this is very a modern poke a very modern Pokemon movie too because it very focuses on the relationship of one po- Pokemon partner with their yeah, trainer. Yeah, which is kind of the new the new branding. Yeah, the new branding. Yeah, and so it's a beautiful vision of what that could look like, you know. Yeah. Um, when you have a bunch of people with their Pokemon partners and what kind of adventures and what kind of it's so different from any of the animes and all all the other movies in terms of the way that it's structured the world is a little bit more realistic than the average pokemon world you see a real high school where um risa did real track and field yeah uh, and you see pokemon interacting in that world so yeah it's another it's like a weird vision of what pokemon could be in a way yeah all right um so that next about week. wraps it up <laughs> next week we're coming we up on the top of it coming up on the top of the list we are going to be watching <laughs> I can never remember the titles, and we um, have all these weird versions the... of the titles. Um, po- oh, Pokemon the Movie 3. No, Pokemon 3, the movie, Entei, Spell of the Unknown. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is the first movie we're watching. The next movie we're watching is Pokemon Destiny Deoxys. Uh-huh. And the next movie we're watching is Pokemon... A movie called... <laughs> the first movie. Mewtwo Strikes Back. <laughs> and so you might be able to figure out what the top of our list is at this point, but uh, we'll save that for next week. Yeah. Um, so join us for another three movie episode, and then yeah, the final episode. These are all bound to be pretty good. I hope so. Yeah, and then the final episode will be a solo movie followed by a retrospective of the yeah, list. Yeah, kind of general discussion. So. 
Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Pikachu Project Project. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Gigi. I'm Alex. And I hope everyone is staying safe and healthy. Yeah. Bye-bye.